WMG. And something else I ask you. I ask for you to pray for this great nation. The hideouts. We did not authorize assassination squads. We did not authorize the resurrection of COINTELPRO. We did not authorize the repeal of the Bill of Rights. We did not authorize the revocation of the Constitution. We did not authorize national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to appear from cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. 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 We did not Welcome into the hideout with J-Dubs and El Jefe. That's right. On 106.7 WJFK, your Saturday Night Brothers are back with you. And uh, looking to chat with you and converse with you all Saturday night long. And this is a beautiful, beautiful day in the nation's capital. So much to discuss, so much fun to be had, so many things to be covered that happened in the last week or so. And looking ahead uh, uh, to some other things as well, Dubs. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. As usual, we have the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, so make sure you hook us up, AOL for Broadband, our content partner, that is JFK El Jefe, J-F-K-E-L-J-E-F-E. In fact, uh, we're going to go through a few headlines later on tonight, Dubs. we got some funny stuff to talk about, and a very interesting, scary story I found on the broadband concerning people maybe getting false... HIV tests up in Beemore. Now, it, it, would is it on purpose? Is it? I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll go through and we'll cover that a little bit because, later on. Because that's that'd be like the worst April Fool's joke ever. Um, one time I remember, <clears throat> uh, I worked at Big Cheese Pizza, of course, in Fallerville, Michigan. Right. And these three guys got together with this chick in the same night in the same uh, hot tub, and none of them used protection. So me and my boss over there, we figured, all right, we know some people over at the uh, the uh, clinic. We got some uh, some letterhead from them. Stop. <laughs> Typed up a letter saying uh, the girl, whoever it was, had a few STDs, and she uh, put them on a list of people she recently had sex with, and they need to go get tested right away. We told them like 15 minutes later it was a joke, but they were freaking out. They were... Dude, what are we going to do? I don't <laughs> You are the meanest son of a bitch that has ever lived. No, we did that really seriously to teach them a lesson because what are you thinking when you know three of your boys have already gone and you're going to do it regardless, you know, without any protection? you gotta, you got to... Teach some kind of lesson to some sixteen-year-old kids who don't know better. And this kind of why didn't you think of this last week when we were talking about Erod and unprotected sex and him saying chlorine kills AIDS? That's so funny. Because when you said that, it kind of made sense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, wow, that is um, and Wonder Boy. That's why I can't believe Wonder Boy being so upset that you tricked him into smashing his own window, his own car window. It's not like I tricked him into saying he had to clap or something. Right, and he just has to understand. This is what we do. This is how friends operate. 
this is the way uh this is the way if you're going to be in this friendship in this relationship with your coworkers you have to realize that at any point you can get effed with exactly whether you we trick you into breaking your own car window whether we trick you into thinking that you have Ebola we're going to get you and all you need to do is just laugh it off 866-277-4969 866-277-4969 I expect a little bit of you know getting mad and everything but then laugh it off after a few minutes after, you know, it, it wears off fairly quick. Uh, speaking of wearing off, um, the loss, I guess, as you can tell, Dubs, we have a brand new open. Yes. Which you put together, which, by the way, I really like. And um, I guess it's time to pay up. I, uh, I lost the big fight, St. Patty's Day, at Dream against Dubs. And so I'm assuming we're keeping the name of the show. We are keeping the name of the show, but I'm going to go to some certain measures to make sure that it is now the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. And uh, I'm going to make sure the website gets changed from El Jefe's hideout to the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Also, I don't want you coming back uh, from break saying, it's El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. And I don't want any of those old bumpers that say El Jefe's hideout playing anymore. Well, that's my compromise. You know what? Fair enough. I can deal with that. I'm going to be a man. Um, for those of you maybe getting caught up, I know you, you had to have heard it uh, for the last two weeks, what's been going on, the fight that got set up. The fight between J-Dubs and I originated in the fact that a couple of times we were going to change the name from El Jefe's Hideout. That's the way the show started. That was the name of the show. Then I thought we had changed it to the Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Dubs seemed to think that that wasn't good enough. Well, I, I did think it was good enough, but you were kind of teeter-tottering on it. Like you would say, I wanted like half the breaks coming back. You'd say, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. And you got to realize part of that's of habit, too. Oh, of course. But a lot of the uh, the old imagers still said it, too. Yeah. So I want to make sure we get a whole turnover now. So we're losing all the good stuff, huh? That means a lot of work for us to recreate yeah. all these imagers. Yeah. Get to work, Bateman. <laughs> um, also... We were doing laundry today at home, and my girlfriend's like, what is all this black hair all over our clothes? I guess, I don't know if I picked it up and put it in my pocket or something. I had a full dread of yours in my pocket. I brought it here for you. I don't know. I, I must have left it in my car because I thought it in my pocket. But Now, that was the other thing that was on the line. Changing the name, whether or not we were going to change the name of the show, and I guess beyond anything else, what, did you want to teach me a lesson that we're actually equal now? Yeah, I think it was a way to uh, teach you a lesson to o almost open your eyes. And I, I, my eyes were um, beaten shut <laughs> on Wednesday night. Now, honestly, it wasn't that bad of an ass-whooping. You look well, at it, I, you're just bigger than me. There's no, I would have never fought you to begin with. I've said this a million times in the hideout. There's no way that I would fight J-Dubs. It just would not happen. I'm not into fighting J-Dubs. He's bigger than me. He's crazier than me. You can't hurt him. In fact, I've purposely surrounded myself with people who can be my quote-unquote bodyguards if it really came down to it and somebody wanted to come up to the station and kick my ass. I've got you and I've got Bateman, and that's plenty. That's all that I ever need. In fact, remember that one time that Laszlo came up and someone was like, some strange person's outside, and I got all freaked out because I don't know if we were talking trash about somebody and they threatened to come up and, you know, kick my ass or something. And so I started walking out, and I was like, why don't you, do, you two guys go first? And so I usher Bateman and uh, Dubs out just to protect me in some sort. So I, we've always known that I'm not a fighter. Yeah. I'm more of a lover. 
And I genuinely mean that. I'm a nurturing person. And I got my ass handed to me. In fact, it was this. I look at the pictures that are up on WJFK.com, and it literally looked like I just stuck my head out for you to beat the hell out of my head and for you just to keep going back and forth on my head like it was a bobble doll. Well, we had the chat, chant of uh, Foxy Boxing going on during that whole thing. And I think, you know, I, I'm not saying you were fighting like a pansy, but I think you were the reason we got that uh, Foxy Boxing chant because you just came in and had your head down the whole the whole time. So I had no other way to hit you other than just kind of swinging from above you. And... Beating on my... And here's the thing. For the last two days, I couldn't check my blind spot. I'm driving in my car, and it feels like I've got a brace on, and I can't turn my neck, so I've got to turn my whole body in my little Honda so I can turn around and see if there's anybody in my blind spot. Welcome to Tim's World. And here's the other thing, too. I honestly didn't want to get hit in the face. My thing was... I'll put my head down. I'll just kind of swing. You can beat the hell out of the back of my head if you want to, but I just don't want to end up getting any facials. And you're lucky you weren't in the ring with someone who truly hates you because if I wanted to, I could have started working the uppercuts right at your face there. And that I appreciate. Hey, no problem. That's why it works. I, I knew I didn't need to do that to win the win the fight. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. Bridget, welcome into the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Hey, what's up, baby? So, Mark, how are you? Good. I think you were great. Oh, uh, who, who, uh, Dubs? Yes. Well, thank you, Dubs. <laughs> you worked bad yourself. Oh, uh, well, you know, I think it did all right. Now, what did you think, uh, since you're a woman, were you there? Yes. What did you think of the new look without the dreads and the... I think you look great. See, and that's the thing. I'm going to have to let you go because your yeah, phone you... is crackling, but thank you. You sound like Chewbacca. Thanks, Bridget. That's the thing, man. Chicks are digging the haircut. For those of you that do not know, and you could again, WJFK.com, I had dreadlocks. And that was the other piece of this. It was a hair versus tat match. I'm so glad I don't have to get that all face hideout tattoo. You know, honestly, I am too. Because that means that's like giving someone a wedding, a wedding ring yeah. in this business. That means we are together forever. And not that I don't, you know, don't want to be with you forever, but when there's a, It's like marriage. Oh, thanks. Well, no, it's like you and your chick. It's like... You know you want to be with them forever, but at the same time, you don't want that thing that symbolizes the fact that we have to be together. Yeah. You don't want to have to be with anybody. Exactly. And it makes, uh, it, it, makes it more enjoyable. If, if, if this makes you feel any better, I was going to get it covered up soon after anyway. <laughs> with what? Detroit Lions. Lions what? 2005, baby. Yeah, right. Super Bowl. When are they in the Super Bowl? Is that the Super Bowl in Detroit next year? No. Two years. That gives us enough time to get syndicated and be able to score tickets. Yep. <laughs> Two years. Uh, actually, uh, the uh, Lions are playing uh, the Redskins at home this year, too. So We're I'm going gonna... to that game. Yeah, I'm trying to score tickets early. You hear that, Cam? I am out. I'm no longer going to be in studio producing for the Washington Redskins radio network because I want to go see the Lions and uh, the Redskins in Detroit. I want to see the Redskins uh, in Dallas. I want to see the Dallas game when it's here. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm officially out of Redskins Radio. But going back to my hair, and the chicks just really, I don't know if it's because, you know, with the shaved head it looks like something, and it reminds them of something else, especially when you've got the long hair, you know, at the chin part, and they just think, wow, okay, this, this you know, they're thinking well, I, I Every time any of my friends get a bald head, girls just love to rub on that head. You know, they love to feel it. And for some reason, it's just, you know, it seems very touchable. And I had this thing in high school, too, where I'd shave it all the time. And that chicks love coming up 
and like, because I have a, I don't know if you've noticed, I mean, you've probably noticed before, Dubs, but Sideshow, who is here doing some engineering, if I turn around, it's like a Sharpay, where I've got the, the, the fat little wrinkle dog uh, fat rolls in the back of my head. Uh, Bone Daddy came up to me uh, after the fight and said, it's so funny, because El Jefe's head looks like his brain is on the outside of his head because it's all wrinkled. You can actually see our other parts light up I gotta, whatever he's thinking. i got to admit, the shaved head isn't exactly Vin Diesel-ish, which I was hoping. I figured I'd shave my head. i look a little more like Vin Diesel, maybe Ving Rhames. It's precious. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's it, you know, and that's the other thing. I, I, I feel better. Like, I don't have to hide the bald spot anymore that I was hiding with the dreads constantly holding it up. I sleep better because the dreads aren't, you know, sticking to my neck. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're Daddy Warbucks now, man. I honestly, I feel like I got a good look, and the chicks are all over it. You look, me, like, a, you look like a butter bean that can't fight. <laughs> to me, that's more important. Okay. The fact that the chicks are really digging the new haircut. Um, so I'm excited about that. Now, a couple of other things uh, going along with the hair, obviously... I had to. I got to even it out because I've had you know hair for so long. Is there anything more girly than tanning? Because I've started tanning because I want to even everything out. Is there anything more girly than tanning? I love tanning. I I haven't done it in forever, but I used to go tanning all the time. I it's love just, it too. Don't get me wrong. It's just relaxing. You know. Here's why I think it's so amazingly girly. I um. You go, uh, actually, at my gym, they've got a great little tanning package. And so I'm done working out. I peel off the Under Armour, which is all sweaty. I get completely naked. I put on the little goggles. And then you get into, the, like, the hex machine or whatever yeah. it is. And you're standing there buck naked with your hands up. like So you get under the underarms, and so you're just, like, Standing there, just completely naked, exposing yourself in like different poses, so that all of your body can get baked. You kind of look like, uh, like uh, you're in the prison shower. You know, it's almost the pose from uh, American History X. Right. Just... Exactly. And you're just thinking, is anybody going to come up behind me? Yeah. And then you get bored, so you start, you know, moving a little bit and shaking a little bit. And they've always got the real girly music pumping in to the tanning booth. And so, again, it's like Britney Spears toxic. And so you're sitting there with your hands up, naked, hairy, bald, and, you know, flabby. And you're jigging a little, jiggling a little bit, dancing to toxic. It's, the, <laughs> it's a great visual, and it's the most girly thing I think possible. Is there anything girlier than tanning? Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty. Is there anything that a man could do besides tanning that would get other than you know obviously performing acts on other men that would equate to being so close to a girl? Tanning is one of the worst things. I think I've mentioned this before. What I used to do when I tanned because you know you don't want certain parts to get uh, burned. I used to tuck while I would tan. <laughs> Okay, there is one thing you could do to make it a little. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I took the dubs to figure it out. I think I took it to an extra level. I, tanning was uh, gay enough, and then tanning and tucking is, I think, uh, a little bit worse than what you were doing. 
You're so right. And, you're so right. And imagine doing that while Britney Spears is pumping in. You're dancing a little bit. I felt like Bo Lee, you know? Oh, man. All right, you got me on that one. That one's so true. I was Bo Lee minus the duct tape. Now, you can't really burn there, though, can you? Yeah. Can you really? Oh, yeah. Cause that, that, that's like one of the very few parts that don't get hit by the sun. And I don't even want to talk about it. There's something that I want to discuss off air, but normally that's your usual shade. Like that's the that's your usual shade. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. If, well, you know what? This is uh, maybe it's different for white guys because I'll be I've never seen you know a real I don't even know how far. Okay. All right. We're just gonna stop. Yeah. We'll stop the conversation. <laughs> In, in J-Dub's new hideout, he gives me the little, uh, you don't go there, so, yeah. so I decided not to. But Do you think, understand where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think, I think uh, we've uh, covered the bases there. <laughs> I think everybody can see where we're going and probably get the jokes that we're going to throw out already. So I just wanted to know. But all right, I didn't have any jokes. This is me wondering. <laughs> this is me here. Oh, I had a few. Asking you questions. I know, that's what's so funny. Uh, and I wanted to say hello to, like, again, people like Bridget and Bone Daddy and everybody who was so cool. Um, out meeting actual fans, meeting people at events and stuff. Hey, speaking of events, let's bring Dave Joy in. Is Dave here? Let's just bring him in real quick. Is he here? Yeah, I think I saw him running in here. I saw him just walk by that way. Let me see if I can grab him. Huh. All right, see, Sideshow's going to see if he can go grab him for us. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and take a call. Bill, welcome into the hideout, brother. Hey, what's up, man? It's Bill from the gym, man. What's up? And uh, J-Dubs, too. Hey, J-Dubs, what's up, man? How you doing? All right. Um, yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, you know, I used to be out there, and I had spent a little time in jail, and this was like a bit of a shock, man. I'm not talking about gay guys or anything. I'm talking about straight guys were in jail doing each other's hair. You think tanning is a girl thing? That is like the most you know what? Uh, feminine thing I ever. I mean, you know, you know, you got guys going to jail. You know, they got assholes and stuff. Like, how do you think they get their hair done? Guys actually sit there and learn how to do each other's hair. You know what? I, I can relate with this because we had uh, I had a guy braid my hair before into small braids, right. and I think that was more gay ever than uh, than tanning. But is it the, is it the same thing when you go to your barber though? Because usually no. you have a male barber. No, no, no. It, when <laughs> your male barber doesn't sit there and braid your hair. <laughs> All right. And you know, that's true. Because if you think about it, you're in jail. Maybe you got the fro. You want to do the cornrows. Or... Now, Dubs, Dubs, you cut my hair at the gig on Wednesday. Did, yeah. did it feel any off to you? I, I felt bad because I, I don't cut hair a lot, and I know sometimes when you're uh, when you're shaving, it can start to pull and yank. I, I just, I was afraid of like, I already beat your ass. I didn't want you to have your hair pulled out, too, you know? I, I don't think you beat my ass. Oh, I beat your ass. You didn't. You Maybe you knocked around my neck a little bit, but you definitely did not beat my ass. And anybody who was there can say, you didn't the, beat the, my ass. It was a, the only unanimous decision of the night. No, Bateman's was a unanimous decision. No, it wasn't. I heard it was. Who could have possibly voted for Spoon? Thanks, Bill. All right, guys. All right, bro. 866-277-4969. When I say unanimous, every round of the fight was mine. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, so all, you won all, all three fights from all three judges? Yeah. I did get one good shot in, though. No? Yeah, you got one good shot in. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> That's like being in baseball and going one for five, but that one is a home run. I can deal with that. Or even if it's a double. A double with an RBI. I'm okay with that. Um, Spoon and Bateman. What would you think of that fight? Amazing. And uh, 
I was very, very proud of uh, Spoon after the fight. You know, I figured, you know, Spoon might start to get a little, uh, you know, a little more angry after the fight because he lost, and it was such a great fight. I, you know, if you play a great game and you still lose, there's a little bit of bitterness there. But he was totally cool to uh, Tommy and us afterwards. So, well, there were a couple of things that went on afterwards. Yeah, but Spoon was cool. No, Spoon was definitely yeah. cool. And I, should I talk about it? Yeah, I think I should talk about Why it. Why not? Where's Bateman at? Is he back there? Where could he be? Does he not hear the phone ringing? Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, so here's what happens. First of all, uh, Cameron's going to be in at 9 o'clock to give us our money because we both threw down $100 on Bateman. That Bateman would beat Spoon's ass. Let me say this first and foremost. I like Spoon. Spoon as a person I have fun with. Spoon as a person, for those of you that don't know, Spoon is a guy who was formerly on this show. Um, he was formerly a co-host. And things didn't work out. You know that sometimes, whatever job you're at, there are two people where you know you get along with them outside of the work environment. But when it comes to actual work issues, the two of you just have completely, completely different philosophies and completely different ways of looking at things. We do a show that is somewhat real. That is somewhat fake. We've got storylines. We do this. We do that. All right? That's fine. Okay? That's part of what we do. And Spoon just couldn't he couldn't grasp that. You know, he was having issues with that. And at the other end, we really can't blame him because, all right, say you jump into uh, some kind of show or some kind of job where there's two people who have been working together forever, have all these inside jokes, personal things going on, and then you throw yourself in the mix, you aren't going to quite get it at first. And then you know, too, that we could go back and forth. Yeah. We can make fun of each other. We can say stuff about each other. And not feel bad about it. And you can. You just didn't have that with that other person. And it just wasn't there. And that was the main cause of the split-up. That was the main reason why Spoon ended up leaving the show, at least from what I understand. Yeah. So, But I saw Spoon. I started you know, seeing him in the morning about three weeks ago. We were hanging out. We were laughing during a you know, Stern show, whatever. It was all cool again. So then after the fight, I guess it was during the fight. Bateman, did you even notice, by the way, congratulations on your, uh, on your victory. Thank you very much. How was it fighting Spoon and being in the, in, in the ring with Spoon? Um, I, was, I was surprised because I was like, you know, like a day or two out from the event, I was like kind of nervous and all like freaked out, like... And I was, like, feeling really bad, so I was like, how the hell am I going to pull this off? And then, like, I started feeling better. Like, the day of the event, I felt horrible. But right before I went on, I felt a lot better. And then, like, I got in there, and I was calm. And then the first thing he hit me with was, like, real hard. And I was like, oh, my God. What? Like, I got to wake up, and I got to start moving here. And you, and basically, what ended up happening, you wore Spoon out. Spoon didn't have the stamina. I think if I think if Spoon had had a bit more stamina, a bit more wind... I don't think it would have completely... I think you still would have won, but I don't think you would have landed all the punches that you did because there was a time when he couldn't even keep his hands up anymore. Yeah. I mean, he was trying. He was holding on to his shorts in the ring. So during this, Dubs and I are just going crazy because we got $100 on this. And we're not Viacom bigwigs like <laughs> operations manager Cameron Gray, who we have the bet against. 
And so Dubs and I are laughing and hooting it up while Bateman's in there beating on Spoon and we're giving each other a high five. And then you turned to me and said something. Yeah, I, I'm like, do you hear Spoon's dad over there? And I was like, what's going on? And so Because I, I heard him like for like three or four times yelling at you and you weren't replying. So I was like, all right, is he just ignoring him or did he not hear him? I, I didn't even hear it. I didn't even know what was going on. And so I look over and he's yelling, you're next, fat boy. You're next, fat boy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What's going on? And it was so funny because before and after, like, all right, keep on going with the story because I, I got some background on it, though, too. So. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, good, because I'd like some sort of background on what happened. And so he just keep. did you hear this when you were in the ring? After, like, I, I, uh, after the, the fight was over, someone said, go raise your hand, walk around the ring and show that you're not tired. And, like, I, so I did that. And then I, then I walked back to the corner and I heard, I heard you saying, what's your problem? And then, What's your problem? And I thought, and then I, I had my back to Spoon's corner, so I was like, oh, I better turn around. He's going to come up and hit me or something. Because for some reason, I, that was just my first thought. I felt like, uh-oh, somebody's mad about something, and I'm going to get, you know, hit in the back of the head or something. And then I saw, like, some guy that I've never seen before, like, standing up on the ring apron. And then I saw that's who you were. And that was Spoon's, I guess, brother. Yeah. And actually, I, I tried to talk to Spoon earlier because he, he remarked to me, he's like, you better watch your legs because it's real, like, kind of, like, it's weird because it's not like flat. It was a little bit bouncy, and I kind of would trip over my legs, my feet sometimes in there in the ring. And then I started trying to talk to Spoon, and his brother was like, "Don't talk to him. Get away from us." And I was like, "And Spoon was like, just calm down, calm down. It's, it's all cool and everything." Hey, sideshow, could you go handle the phones while Bateman's in here, bro? And Bateman, why don't you move over there to the board? Dave Joy, can you hang out and just have a seat for a second, brother? Sure. Definitely. Just have a seat. Join us because I want to talk to you in a second. But after we finish this story, and also before the fight. Spoon's brother comes up to me and is like, you know, I, I, you're the only person I liked on that show. Beat his ass, you know. I'm like, well, all right, whatever, you know. Like, Does that include your brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. And then his dad's like, if you don't beat his ass, I'm going to. To me, and I, don't... Like, I, I, I was just like, you know, calm down. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna get in the ring. I'm gonna beat his ass. You know, I'm just kind of trying to play along. It and it. I don't understand what the animosity is, because. I've never had a beef with Spoon's dad. I've never had a beef with his brother. And Spoon and I have solved, I think we've solved, and we've gotten past what, what issues we had. And uh, Spoon actually talked to me on Friday morning, and he's like, uh, I was like, what the hell happened? And he's like, my dad and my brother hate Hefe. I begged them before coming out, please do not start any problems. Just keep cool. I, re I really do like Spoon. I like him as a dude. We just didn't get together professionally. So we're backstage, and we're getting taped up. Yeah. We're in the red rooms. By the way, dream a great club. I like that place. When, when you were putting on your cup, Spoon's brother walked by you under his breath. Fat bastard. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. He's right. I am a fat bastard. So I um, So we're going through this whole thing. And again, so then Spoon's dad comes backstage, I guess, to check on Spoon. And he's just looking at me, and he's just, like, shaking his head, grinding his teeth. And I'm like, what? You know, what's the problem? He's like, don't get in my face, fat boy. Don't get in my face, fat boy. And I'm like, what's going on? What's the problem? And so over and over, I'm repeating, what's the problem? What's the problem? Because I didn't kick Spoon's ass. Bateman did. What's the backstory? Why are they so upset? 
they're upset because really they're probably old school. They don't know that a show is different than real life, you know? And that you know, a lot of people just can't decipher that and when they when they see someone on the streets that they had a disagreement with on the air, mm -hmm. they take it really personally. And it, it was just an old school thing. Okay, and so that's and then finally when they were leaving, I I just like worked myself up into this frenzy and so I'm yelling It's a radio show! It's a show! Radio show! And I'm like, and I felt like Major League. For those of you that have seen Major League, whenever uh, Vaughn ends up uh, having sex with Corbin Burnson's chick, and he's like, F you, Vaughn! And, like, people are holding you back, and I'm sitting there, and I'm screaming, and I was so worked up, and Ron I, and Fez are trying to break things up. I was so pissed at you the whole time because I'm like, Jesus, this is going to work him up for the fight. I'm not even worked up at all. He's going to come out blazing at me and it ended up working out to your advantage because i had reached such an, an adrenaline peak sitting there and yelling at spoon's dad and spoon's spoon's brother that by the time it finally got around for us to fight i was all waggly and i needed to go to the restroom and i but i was already all taped up with a cup on it and everything that's why i lost <laughs> i didn't see any of that because i was out uh walking around the crowd <laughs> Uh, congratulated. Uh, we're going to get to you. People were saying, hey, you won me money. Uh, we're going to get to you, definitely. Bateman's got a, a story that oh, we're all going to share. We're all, to me, Bateman broke the, the guy code. Wait, no. And we'll share it? No, we're no. not talking about We Shh. did this yesterday. Why do we, why do we have to do this on here? Shut up. Seriously? Just hang out because I want to talk to my buddy Dave Joy. Dave, thank you for coming in. Obviously, hop on mic. Dave Joy, an outstanding salesperson here oh, yeah. at 106.7 WJFK. The reason he's an outstanding salesperson is because he knows how to put together an event. Last night, um, I was at Shade Tree. Shade Tree, right. The Shade Tree. Get right on top of the mic. I was at the Shade Tree and throwing back some Miller Lights, hanging out with you, having a great old time watching the, uh, the NCAA attorney. And how... How much fun did we have last night? We had a, we had a pretty good time. I think the the uh, Jello shots that were sent over to us were uh, you know we had to work those out of the cups, but uh, the Miller Lights were flowing very nice last night. And so were the women. We'll, uh, just, we'll just say the women were excited to be there and excited to be hanging out uh, and hanging out with the show. That's well, you probably would like to give a shout out to your favorite Queen <laughs> Helene. <laughs> I just want to say. There was this, what, what was she? A 50, queen? 56? 8,056. 57 years old? This lady was from, where was she from? Like Jersey or something? She was from New York, anywho. And, yeah, anywho. And she, you could probably tell, like, in her day, she was good looking. Yeah. Like, she had the blonde hair, she had a nice rack. You could, but she was 57 years old. She, she kind of reminded me the way she talked. And even maybe the way she looked a little bit in the face, like kind of like if Cindy Lauper had been hotter and more bucks than when she was younger. All right, I could see that. Definitely the Cindy Lauper sound, I suppose. And she was all over me. I think it's the new haircut. If I, I mean to interrupt again, exactly. I believe it's the new haircut that I've got going. Well, the 57-year-old women love it. No, exactly. You can, get, you can get half off coffee with her. And I knew there were about three chicks that I could have easily taken home last night over at the Shade Tree. Uh, none of them I would have been proud of the next morning. But what sucked is that Dave is back there and Cameron was out there egging me on. 
like not egging me on, but egging the ladies on. Like, hey, he's so and so, and he's this, and hey, we'll give you so and so if you if you get closer to him and put your arm around him, and and we were giving out fake phone numbers, and uh, I yeah, think, fake phone numbers. I think yours was given out one stubs. You guys better not be giving out my phone number. And Bateman's was given out. And I tried to give away Cameron's, too. Who gave out my number? Jag. <clears throat> Jag. Jag was all about giving out your phone number. And I was like, no, his chick's going to be so upset. Please do not give out Dubs' phone number, please. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. It's going to be okay. And so Helene probably has your number thinking that she's going to call me. And then your chick's going to pick up and go, yeah. what? And she's going to be pissed. Exactly. And who's she going to ask for? I don't know. Who? Howard Stern, probably. Yeah, that was the other thing. She was so hammered. and She listened to Howard, you know, on the WNBC days. And she was going to call Howard tomorrow. When this is last night, so she's going to call him on Saturday morning mad because we don't have WJFK T-shirts. You know? And that's the other thing. One, one thing about being out in public. One thing about being out in public, I forgot how greedy people are and how people will take anything if it's free. I mean, these, yeah. these beads, these Miller Lite beads we had, you would have thought that they were gold nuggets. Gold nuggets hanging by pearls. Everybody, People were fighting over them, taking them off of each other, taking them off of us. We had these foam fingers everybody's running around with. Foam fingers? Yeah, like number one for the NCAA. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had all that going on. And Dave, we got a, another gig coming up, right? Yeah, we're, Tommy we're, Joe's and Bethesda. All right, Tommy Joe's, Bethesda. I'm going to be there from 8 to 10 this Thursday night. They got 20 televisions for the uh, for the sports. They got dance floor. This is the other thing about that place. I guess this is kind of the same place, or kind of the same put together, this Tommy Joe's of the Shade Tree. You could go there. You could eat if you wanted to because they got a menu. Then you could go sit at the bar and throw back a few Miller Lights. And then you could go get on the dance floor and end up dancing the night away. And I like bars like that where you can do all three things if you want. Because we enjoyed ourselves sitting in the corner. No, we had a good time. Just chatting it up, hooting and hollering it up. But at the same time, too, if you feel a little like you got a little something in you and you want to go dancing, then you could do that. So, again, Tommy, Joe's, and Bethesda, this Thursday night, come out, watch the games. Uh, 47-14 Montgomery Lane in Bethesda. Anyway, thank you to you, Dave Joy. No problem. Thank you. I will always work with you. No problem at all. I think Dave you know, will have his own show. Yeah. You know what I like about Dave? Even if he's out at someone else's event, he pitches in. Like what, uh, during our... Uh, at Tequila, he was he was the first non-air person to show up at Tequila Beach. And he was uh, willing to go get us something to drink or track down the uh, owner for us or something if we needed anything. And from what I hear, he's changing the culture here at JFK. Yeah? He's, yeah. he's changing the uh, the sales culture. Whipping Allen into shape. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. That'll be a fun Monday I'll have. <laughs> no, we're we're boys with Alan. It's cool. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, what do we want to do now? Let's go Mandatory Manson. Yeah. Want to do Mandatory Manson early? Now, this is a selection that J-Dubs uh, picked out. Let's do this first. I don't By the police state mentality. Point seven. I'm sorry. It's okay for tonight. Tonight, tonight's a working out the kinks night. Yeah. With the uh, imaging. It's the hideout with El Jefe and J Dog. Did Tommy break the guy code? We're not talking about that. That discussion is next. I say yes. First, you intro the song, Dubs. You're the one that picked it out. 
you know, it's a kind of a weird mandatory Manson because it's Eminem, The Way I Am, the Marilyn Manson remix. El Jefe's Hideout. No, the Hideout with El Jefe J-Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. That's not right. That's not right. CD3. Right. Yeah. Let's try this. There you go. Great. Let it run.
Professional broadcast quality radio. No, no, voice. no. You have a top 40 gay voice. That's what you have. J Dubs. My voice <laughs> caters the retards. LFA and J Dubs. Live until 11 on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into the hideout with LFA and J Dubs. Saturday night, Saturday night, brothers hanging out with you. Always looking to chat with you either via the AOL for broadband instant messenger, JFK El Jefe. E L J F E L J E F E. Should we change that too? No, no. You know, there's a, if people want to um, email me, they can too. J Dubs at wjfkfm.com. Okay, all right. But I mean, no reason to change that. All right, so we're. Quite... I never check that email, so why should we change it? We're also working other things out as well. The phone numbers for today: eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. We're gonna talk about Tommy breaking the guy code in a second. First, we got a very special guest who stopped by. You know, it's so funny, J Dubs, because and we're gonna get into this a little bit more later on, but. It was exactly a year ago today that the hideout in its earliest form was born. Because it was exactly a year ago today that we did our audition for WJFK and the management here at Viacom. Our live to tape. Live to tape. And it was so funny because we were talking about being out with Dave Joy last night at the Shade Tree. And a year ago, it was you, me, Spoon, and our buddy Lefty in here panicking we didn't know what studio we were going to get to use because we were going to war with Iraq and we were trying to do coverage. Cam was still a board operator. Yeah. Like, you know, doing news updates for the war in Iraq. Um, and we didn't even know if we even had a shot of getting on the air at JFK, and it was just a pipe dream. And then last night, I'm out at the bar. I'm meeting people. People actually know who I am, know, asking about you, you know, hanging out with Bateman, just to see how far we've come in a year. And, of course, there have been some casualties in that year, too. And, unfortunately, Collateral Damage is in now. That's his new That's his new name on the show. Collateral Damage. <laughs> uh, PJ, who was an original intern, I guess for El Jefe's hideout at that point. Uh, PJ, brother, welcome back into the hideout, man. It is very good to be back. It's I missed a, it. Yeah, man, we miss you. You were a great intern. Unfortunately, you got caught up in some drama, some stuff that happened previously. Um, we're working things out. I can't promise you anything, but you know, I you know, I give you glowing references if you ever need them. Oh, I know you're doing a couple of things here and there. So, but it's just good to see you. Now you've stopped by with a present. Yes, I actually got this in November, like right at the end of where we uh, talked, because mm -hmm. you know, there was a period that we didn't talk for a while, and uh, it was a Christmas present that I plan on getting before when I used to work at a place in Chantilly. A buddy of mine. Worked uh, with the Wizards. Really? Yeah. And, um, you know, I've gone with him to a couple games, and I've met a few players. What did he do at the Wizards game? Uh, you know the lightings, like, at halftime? Yeah. He, like, creates those. Oh, so he's, like, lighting design at the MCI Center. Exactly. Wow. Nice. Hey, did you know, by the way, that Alan, the general manager, has courtside for the Wiz? Oh, yeah. So I uh, I baited him in, yesterday, uh, like, two days ago. 
was like, so when are we going to see the Wiz? I hear you got some nice seats. How come you haven't taken dubs now yet? How come you're not treating us like good talent? So I think I've talked Alan into taking us courtside with the Wiz. Really? Yeah. Does he only have two tickets, though? Well, if not, how about we just get his tickets and you and I go courtside? All right. Here's another great thing, too. While we're talking about tickets, I want to say big ups to our boy, Brett Oliverio, who's producing for the Sports Junkies. He scored his two tickets to a perfect circle May 2nd at the Patriots Center. Beautiful. Now, I haven't seen them in forever. Last, we saw them together in Ipsilanti. Yeah, that's, that's the last time I saw them. And I'm real big into a perfect circle right now and really digging it. So want to thank both Alan and Brett for giving us tickets to the Wizards. And the uh, He hasn't even given us tickets yet <laughs> to the Wizards and uh, a perfect circle. So you got a present there. Yes. I see it's a basketball Yes. with scribble on it. What's the scribble? Scribble is... Autographs of six players for the Dallas Mavericks. Holy Christ! We got uh. You got to be kidding me! No, we got uh -oh. Tony Delk. We got Dirk. Uh, wow. Who else we got on there? I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I, that one looks like Delk. Sean Bradley. Michael Finley. Ew. Oh, uh, and I got your boy uh, Eddie. Eduardo Nahara. There it is. Dirk and Steve Nash. You got all the big ones. Wow. Well, I was. I wasn't at the game. But your buddy. I got gave my buddy the ball. And he was back there. I guess they signed it because they were happy. I think at that game they won by like 10 or 15. Oh. So, I mean, it, and this was the Wiz game that I wanted to go to, and I didn't get a chance to go to because it was early in the season. I didn't have a lot of money then, and there was no way I could go to the game. I am in forever in your debt now. You need any reference? You need anything from me? This is seriously, Dubs, you got me a great present. Won't yeah, you? I only got you a, a, a picture with. Uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. And that's the thing. If you ever want to get me anything, because I know Ron and Fez always, and we're not to the point yet of Ron and Fez where people are bringing in presents, but, you know, because we're a former coworker here with uh, collateral damage. But <laughs> you know that for Fezzy, it's the Bucks. For me, it's the Mavs. For you, it's the, it's the, um, the Lions. Yeah, any, anything Lions. I love. So anything Mavericks, this is the greatest year for me. I got a Mark Cuban autographed. Picture. Now, how did you get that? I told uh, them that you were a sick kid. <laughs> was a sick kid diet, and all I wanted was an autographed Mark Cuban picture. But it's okay. Yeah, you got, you got the signed picture. And, you know, I put it in a frame, and it's sitting in my house. What did you do with the other picture? Oh, they, they, he uh, dubs ended up cropping my face over Steve Nash's. So it's Finley, Nash, and Dirk, but you got my fat, my, uh, my fat face over Steve Nash. And now I got an autographed Dallas Mavericks basketball. Tony Delk, Dirk Nowitzki, Eddie Nahara, Sean Bradley, Steve Nash, and Michael Finley. Wow. And this looks real, too, because all the, all the autographs are different. You want to check an outside show? Oh, Look cool. at this, man. That is so cool. We need to get an office here. Because we got a lot of cool stuff that we can put in, you know. We need to get an office and start decorating as if it was our own. Do you do you want us to sign a ball for you or something? So you... No, that's that's because <laughs> we'll do that. Maybe we should bring back the autographed item of the week and sign our used Red Bull cans. Now here's the thing: I was chatting with Collateral Damage or PJ earlier on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. We were talking about hoops. And, in fact, thank you for coming out to Satry last night. I know I didn't get to see you very much, but I know you came out after the GW game. Yeah. Or G George no, Mason, Mason, Mason. Mason game. Yeah. So, anyway, I was like, hey, dude, um, we were talking about the matchups. And we were talking about, because I'm a, an alum of Texas Tech University, graduated from Texas Tech, from Texas. That's why I'm such a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. And I was like, let's do this. I bet that Texas Tech will knock off St. Joe's. 
To me, St. Joe's is the weakest number one seed in the tourney right now. Texas Tech, everybody looking at it at the, as the eight is maybe a, a bit of a stronger eight, or a, a, at least a strong eight. And so that would be a good matchup, Tech versus St. Joe's. So I was like, hey, let's go. You know, I, I think I made the comment that Tech's going to beat St. Joe's, and you were like, you want to bet on it? Yeah, I was like, you want to throw some money on it. But then, you know, I thought it would be more interesting to do something. And I was like, well, I don't have any money either. But he was, but PJ offered up to do a stunt for the hideout. So I said this. I was like, obviously, we're going through this new thing right now where it's now the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. And we need to get the word out. That it's J-Dubs. J-Dubs in the hideout. Maybe we even call it J-Dubs hideout for a little while. And I was like, if Texas Tech wins, then you, PJ Collateral Damage, will go out to crowded places in Washington, D.C. with your cell phone and just yell at the top of your lungs, hey, it's now the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs, as loud as you possibly can. Right. That was the bet if Texas Tech won. Conversely, you came up with the fact that if we lose, that we have to go to O'Mara's um, on a Tuesday night. Because what do you do over at Mike's? Uh, I DJ karaoke oh, yeah, at O'Mara's Tuesday nights. Okay, so that we would go out to O'Mara's on a Tuesday night and sing karaoke. Yep. Well, we have the TV on right now, and it's a bad day for everyone. Because I know you're a big Maryland fan, aren't Huge you? Huge Maryland fan. Yeah, my newest tattoo. I got... Uh, you may as well just say loser on it. <laughs> because Maryland just got knocked out. Yeah, well. Maryland just lost in the tourney. And as it turns out, Texas Tech is also a loser. So Big loser. Well, not really. They lost by five. They 70, lost by 70, five to St. Joe's. So, Dubs, we need to pick a Tuesday night because you and I are going out to O'Mara's new place in Manassas. What's the address out there? I don't have the address. It's on Center Street right in Manassas, Old Town Manassas. I should know that because I've heard it a lot this week. So you and I, one Tuesday night, are going to go out and do karaoke, karaoke at O'Mara. Well, we want to check it out anyway, so that's cool. But what do we have to sing? The song of my choice. Song of your choice. Not together. Can we what. do a duet? You can do a duet. That's fine. If you two want to sing together, I didn't know Doves was going to be a part of it, but you know. Oh yeah, I, had, I brought him in. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm always bringing him in on these things. I don't know. I mean, now uh, new kids on the block in sync, something like that. I might I even like go with you know Madonna, like a virgin. Hey, but, but, I like in sync. Remember when we you were. Are... My fire. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, that is the Backstreet Boys, isn't it? Um, yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Yeah, All right, we so, have that. So here's the thing. We'll go out to O'Mara's. We'll sing karaoke one night after the Ron and Fez show. What time are you working? When's your karaoke thing? I start at 9.30 and I end. I'm supposed to end at 1.30, but, you know. And here's the thing. O'Mara's on vacation right now. I, went, I think he went down for spring training. So... I want to wait. Mike's there, so I want maybe okay. two weeks. Whenever they get back from vacation, maybe that Tuesday that they get back from vacation, Dubs and I will head out. Now, remember when we did karaoke at our old Christmas party? Oh, jeez. For our old radio station. Yeah, we uh, we did Britney. We did Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. We did Tool. <laughs> and we butchered. We um, absolutely butchered uh, Anaba. I remember I. Uh, me and my friends went to a karaoke bar in Canada one night, and we went and did uh, Marky Mark and the Funchy, Funky Bunch. Uh, what was that? What was their big song? Um, get up, get out, get moving. No. <laughs> what is that song? Do you know who that is? No. Get up, get out, get moving, moving. I want you to move your body. You don't know that song? 
feel the vibration. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, feel the vibration. Fair enough. And we, we try to do it like a hardcore version, so we're up there going, come on, come on. Yeah. Feel it, feel it. Feel the vibrations. Now, hey, can we do this like in Slipknot style or something? We don't have to sing it like in You can do it however you want to do it. I'm kind of looking forward to this. But and it's I, my song. All right, well, you pick the song, we'll go out there and we'll do it. But we got to be liquored up, too. Yeah. Because yeah. karaoke is no fun. If you, uh, if you're, I mean, because if we're out there and we're actually trying to sing and we're not drunk, it's not going to be any fun. No. What is it? What's the craziest thing you've ever seen while karaoke? Uh, are there people? Do you goof on the people whenever they're up there singing, or is it something that there's this code as karaoke DJs that you're not supposed to laugh at people? I don't laugh at them. I laugh with them. Like we got this one cat. His name's Mikey. Um, him and his boys come up. They drink a lot, and uh, his boys pick whatever song they want him to sing. Okay. And, you know, he's sung, like, from Sinatra, Madonna, Britney, NSYNC. He does it all, as long as it's not country. Okay. So I joke on him, but he knows that it's a joke. And then you just get the people that, you know, I've had to walk outside the bar because it's just a disgrace. to They, they even touch a microphone. You know what's so funny? And that's the other thing, too. You don't see a lot of country. Like, Do you get a lot of country being sung up here? Yeah, um, not at O'Mara's, but we do other karaoke shows at, you know, other the other side of Manassas, like Chelsea Joe's and Classic Cafe. They, um, that's a more country crowd. Because I know in Texas that you can't even go anywhere. Like, they don't even have other songs besides country songs. So you go into a karaoke night when you're back in Dallas. It's George Strait. Oh, yeah. Same, it's Brooks and Don. Same with Fowlerville. If you go into the shoe on karaoke night. The shoe. Yeah, not they, the bloated uh, goat. No, not the blo bloated goat. Bloated goat is uh, karaoke night. I've never been there during that though. Uh, it's always a lot of Hank Williams and Hank Williams Jr. and Senior just belting it. Now, do you have any other cool songs that we could maybe sing? Do you have some like Tool or Marilyn yeah, Manson? Yeah, we have one Tool song. We have a couple Manson songs. The one Tool song is a, uh, um, I want to say Schism. Okay. I think. How about uh, either that or um, might be Undertow. Nice. Any David Allen Co. Yes. Um, uh, what was his hit? Um, if that ain't you don't country. even call me by my name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't want you doing if that ain't country. I just I don't I, I don't I don't want you to be doing. Uh, no. I just no. And I know you'll enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy one specific lyric. It'll no, I won't. It'll take you back to Fowlerville. I remember. It would take me back to Fowlerville. It would be funny, but I wouldn't like enjoy it in the uh, sense of I'm getting that race back now. No, I know how you call them colored. No, I don't. John, welcome <laughs> into the hideout. How you guys doing? What up, brother? I think there's a difference between songs that you actually like and songs that you love for karaoke. Like, my favorite three karaoke songs got to be Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Ah. Uh, what is the other? Margaritaville, I bet, is one that gets sung a lot, too, no? Um, Jimmy Buffett, not, yeah. Not really by other. I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I'm like the biggest parrot head I know. Um, loser. Loser. Neil Diamond, Cracklin Rose. Okay, and what is, what's the other one? And the final one, the best one, you guys should sing this one, Barry Manilow, Mandy. <laughs> Can't beat it. That, is it still on there, the Cameron's? Oh, you do. Yeah. Actually, Dubs oh, yeah. did do a, a Barry Manilow, Mandy for, uh, for Cameron for his birthday. Hold on a second. Let's play. Thanks for the call, John. 866-277-4969. Here we go. I think this was for Cameron's birthday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Cameron's birthday. Wow, maybe we should do Mandy. That's so funny. I forgot about this. It's J-Dubs singing Mandy. The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I remember all my life. <laughs> Rain down as cold as ice. 
shadows of a man, a face through a window, crying in the night. The night goes on, just another day. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory. I never realized how happy you made me. Oh, Cameron, you came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away, oh, Cameron. Bring us our $200, bitch. You kissed me and stopped me from shaking. And this is what you can look forward to at O'Mara's in two weeks as Dubs and I come out and pay off our Texas Tech versus St. Joe's match. Now, if we do, Manny, can we do it Cameron, though, instead? I, I don't think it's, I'm going to have you guys do man. It, it's so good. Maybe Copacabana. How about Karma Chameleon? And that's the thing. Or that. We're going to do, do the one that PJ wants us to do, and then we're going to start singing Manilow. We're going to start singing Manson. We may as well just get a hotel in Manassas and just plan on staying the night. There's one right across the street, actually. Maybe we can crash with O'Mara. <laughs> there you go. He won't we're, mind. We're providing the entertainment. Come on. Yeah, come on. I'll ask him. I'll ask him when he gets... Hey, Mike, I don't know if you know this. We're coming to your place. We're doing uh, karaoke, and we're going to stay at your house. So that's the way it's going to be. If you have any problems, call me agent. So, okay, well, cool, man. I guess we'll be out there paying off the bet. Again, PJ, you need anything? I'm serious. This is the coolest present. Where'd it go? <laughs> I think it's up here somewhere. All right. This is the coolest present ever, an autographed basketball from uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, as the music fades out, I spoke too early. Maryland has not lost yet. Nope. 7.5 seconds, only one point away. 71-70 right now. Maryland uh, one point down, Syracuse going to the free throw line. All right. Well, maybe I was wrong, PJ. Well, the ACC tournament, the championship game against Duke, they were down 19 at half. So Let's uh, let's take another call. Jay, welcome into the hideout. Johnny there. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, brother? I was once at a big uh, karaoke party, and... The song that me and a buddy sang was declared the biggest mistake of the night. Which was? Imagine trying to do Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. It, there's so much harmony in there. Wow. If you guys can pull that off, that's a winner. Aren't there certain songs, too, that should just, you should know, do not, do? you can't touch this. Like, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. It's like certain songs you know people are not going to be able to perform. It's... It should be a travesty and against the law for people that do karaoke to allow them to be done. Me and my one friend always do stroking. We Clarence Card. Remember Parker would always do that one? Yeah. Parker, who was a former co-worker of ours as well. Yeah, That. Uh, I, thanks, John. That's the other thing, man. I, I really, I still even get shivers occasionally when I think about butchering Tool at the Christmas party. 
Now, here's the other thing. Can you can you record this? Yeah, I had talked to uh, the guy who owns the company, Mighty Mike, um, and uh, he said he's going to bring a, a cassette uh, thing to hook up and record. So we can actually have tape of us uh, doing karaoke yeah. at O'Mara's. All right. Another thing, like uh, at O'Mara's, we give away a $100 grand prize oh. for the most entertaining singer. So it's voted on by the bartenders, so you guys can walk away with $100. Yes, look at us. We're Another 100 after we get this stuff from uh, Cameron. And speaking of uh, the O. Cameron song, Cameron's going to be in here a little bit later on to pay off his spoon versus Bateman. Yeah. Should that be his entrance music tonight? Yes, definitely. All right. Um, we can't do any play-by-play, but all uh, we got to say is that Maryland has a shot at... Um, three make... seconds. Throw it up. Throw it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Come on. Oh, come on. And Syracuse moves on. Sorry about that. I know that's not great for radio, but for... Uh, but we couldn't go to break and leave it hanging like that. But for licensing region, reasons and copyright reasons. But uh, Maryland is a loser. It is official by two points. All right, man. Well, PJ, brother, we'll see you in about two weeks when okay. O'Mara gets back from vacation. Again, thank you for the basketball. No problem. This is maybe the greatest gift that I've ever gotten in my life. And I'm not kidding. And how dare you, Dubs? What? For allowing a former intern to show you up. Hey, I'll... you got one autograph. He got six. But he didn't have to lie to him. Tell you you're a sick kid. And no, you know what? Yours is actually better for the entertainment value. <laughs> we do have to ask the question: Did Bateman break the guy code? Did? Because here's the: Bateman has had a dry run. Bateman has had a dry spell when it comes to women. Bateman and I, I'll tell you this right now: we both gave up. Uh, we both didn't fulfill our Lent obligations. I fell off the wagon. Jesus hates me. When? And Jesus hates uh, Bateman. I'll tell you next. I'll tell you how it all happened. So we're taking a very quick break. Coming back. Um, it's the Hideout 106. Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Yeah. Uh, on 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe. J-Dubs. In front of my babies, you got torn on. Homo shows up in here. What kind of freak ass this? You two mother... You should go to jail just for all the things that you've helped make worse in this country, and I don't think you should be so proud of yourself. You should be lying, you scum! What you do is sick and depraved, you should be scum! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? LFA's hideouts on 106.7 WJFK. Damn it, that one has to go, too. Working out the kinks. Phasing out all of the, uh, the liners that say El Jefe's hideout, because it's no longer El Jefe's hideout. All of this was settled at the fight at St. Pat's Bat. So it is the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. And we'd love to chat with you. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. So we've got that going on. Uh, again, you probably heard it, but I want to remind you, come on out uh, this Thursday night. Tommy, Joe's, and Bethesda, I'm going to be hanging out. They've got a dance floor there. They've got a patio bar, um, specials for you know food. Tommy Joe's located 4714 Montgomery Lane in Bethesda. They'll be rocking. I wish I could go. Um, Actually, I wish I, you could go, too. I was supposed to go to that, and then I have to work. Yeah, you so, can. It's easier for me to get that time off yeah. as opposed to you getting that time off. I'm 
I'm an intricate part of the Run and Fest show, as I said. You really are. I don't know. I don't think I am. Without you, the show just doesn't happen. I don't think that's the case at all. 866-277-4969 is we've got the television on in here watching the tourney. That's the best way to do it, too. If I, if I were at home right now, I'd have this show on, I'd have the tournament on, one TV, and then on another television, I'd be playing video games. Yeah. That, and then I would have a Miller Lite in my other hand. And that's, in fact... That's multitasking. That's what I'm going to do when I get home. I'm probably going to get home, check out Saturday Night Live, play some video games, and listen back to the show and edit out all of your funny jokes, J-Dubs. Because that's what I end up doing a lot of times when we go back and we make things for the, uh, for the best stuff, or quote-unquote mixtape. So here's what happened. This is, to me, there was some sort of an issue. Because obviously Bateman here... Had a uh, a great night Wednesday night. Bateman, for those of you that don't know, kind of guy, bit down on his luck. He's a sad sack, somewhat of a loser. Some people may say that. Withdrawn, doesn't exactly get out and meet people, and doesn't get close to people. Short. Small. Um, Un unlike you fat bastards. And so Bateman was on top of the world Wednesday night. The St. Pat's Bat with Ron and Fez in their live gig. By the way, they did an amazing job. Uh, really pulled off a great thing. That, that has to be one of the biggest events I've ever been a part of. That was so much fun. Even though I lost, it was just a lot of fun. So, um, Bateman ends up winning. Bateman wins and beats Spoon and earns Dubs and I $200 from Cameron Gray. Why are you sounding surprised about that? Now you're suddenly, like, it's a big shock, like, you didn't expect me to win or something like that. I, we were worried the first, uh, the, the way Spoon came out. Yeah, we were, we were a little bit, uh, and I was really worried when I came there and you were half dead on the couch. I felt awful. And you were, and here's the thing, too. Bateman has a lot of psychological issues. <laughs> I know he was just psyching himself out. Bateman was in this, I, I, I don't feel well. I still don't feel all that great. Hypochondriac. Maybe. You were a healthy person. You're in tremendous shape. You eat well. You're always exercising. You psyched yourself out. Are you coming on to me? Maybe. Don, welcome into the hideout. Hello, Heffy. How are you? What's up, bro? I found it so comical to hear what you said you'd be doing. If I was at home, I'd be watching Turney. I'd be playing video games, listening to the radio. Well, guess what? You just picked out exactly what I'm doing. Not because you said so. I just usually do that Saturday night. Isn't that... that now, obviously, the tournament's not always on, but I, I was just got through watching my turrets lose, damn it. Yeah. And, Sorry uh, about that. And, uh... Ah, all right. And, uh, and I'm sitting there watching DePaul in Connecticut right now, and I'm listening to you guys, and I'm playing my Xbox, and I hear you say, if I was there, I thought, really? Well, i I got to get on there and tell them somebody's actually doing that. That's cool. And you know what? That's how I do the show, because... My favorite thing to do is to listen to the radio while playing video games. I really, whether I wake up early and listen to Howard, whether it's in the afternoon listening to Don and Mike and doing this, I wish I could sit upstairs in the edit room and play video games while editing Ron and Fez. But I absolutely love it. So awesome, Don. This show's for you. Anyways. Thanks, buddy. Very good, buddy. Bye. I really, really, I love that, man. There's what was the noise you made? Oh, when he was talking about Marilyn losing? Ah! But you, sometimes you get so frustrated. Yeah, you just make these weird noises. I mean, because, I mean, obviously the Maryland season was leading up to this. You come off the great ACC tournament. You just haven't, things are just going really well. And to get knocked out in the second round, people weren't expecting that. And so it kind of sucks. You know what? 
Bateman, after the show, pull that clip. That's going to be like our new Howard Dean. <laughs> you know? I, all right. Ah! I'll pull it. We'll, ha we'll definitely have it next week. So Bateman's on top of the world. Bateman beats Spoon, wins us $200, and now, as it ends up turning out, he's walking around Dream like he owns the place. He, and he really did almost, you know? He was the fighter of the night, uh, as picked by the judges. Hey, I, I'm, there was no uh, dispute in that. And so what ends up happening, chicks are all over him. Because there's chicks dig athletes as it is. Chicks really do like athletes. So it's, you know, and I don't know what it is because we did that athlete segment not too long ago with ESPN. Yeah. And there's something about the fact that guys, you know, they're usually in good physical shape. And there's something about seeing a guy use his body to be victorious that women really like. You know, well, it's a whole domination issue. And especially when it comes to boxing, though, yeah. because it's this, like, tough machismo kind of thing. So Bateman ends up being the fighter of the night. He's walking around, and women are just all over him. Well, as it turns out, I don't, I don't know how it ended up happening, but you met someone, right? I told you, I don't... Wednesday, you were on top of the world. You were a winner and a fighter. And before, the last time you had been with a woman sexually was, what, two years? What, what is what? this? See, he's just making look at him. He's just lying his Dude, ass off. No, because huh? he hadn't told me. I didn't tell you anything. You, now, I'm going to assume two years. How long has it been? I'm not talking about it because stuff like this comes up otherwise. How long has it been since you since you were with your last girlfriend? How long ago did you guys break up? Tell us. Next how long has it been? Two years. Just calm down over there. Two years. You're so, a little worked up tonight. So Sideshow, Bateman is in studio with El Jefe and J-Dubs in the hideout. So I guess it had been two years since Bateman had even touched the no, girl. No, no. And so he ends up meeting this chick Wednesday night at Dream. How did you guys meet? What happened? She just come up to you and say, "Hey, hey, Tommy Bats, you were great." Tell us how did it happen? You just calm down over there, okay? Tell us a story. <laughs> Didn't we t talk about this off air? Tell me the story. I hung out with someone nice, and that was it. So how many someones were you hanging out with, and who were you hanging out with? Because you were with uh, Dyslexic V, right? Uh, weekend board up here? Is that who you scored with? <laughs> I didn't score with anybody. All right, I'm going to tell the story then, you son of a bitch, since you won't tell it. So about four months ago, someone was hanging out in the Ron and Fez show when Sideshow was still... doing this? So when Sideshow was still an intern. Uh-huh. And so Sideshow, take, he, hungs, he hangs out with this chick and her friend. Yeah, they, uh, Ryan and Fez need someone to, you know, just take her around, show, show her the city. Show them the city. So uh, Sideshow, so takes, Sideshow takes him to this place. <laughs> takes him to his basement in that's Falster. That's where the city's at. In Falster. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where the city is at. <laughs> so they're, they're in his basement at Falls Church. And I know that you, uh, you had some beers flowing. You tried to get the mood music going, Sideshow. Oh, yeah. What did you play? Didn't you guys just sit around and watch The Family Guy? We watched The Family Guy because her friend wanted to watch The Family Guy. Did you seal the deal? Not that night. I, I couldn't seal the deal because of her friend. And it was four to And by the way, that's the worst. When you got the friend there who's not allowing you to do what you got to do. I want to go home. I'm tired. Let's go back home to the hotel. You couldn't talk the friend into having a little fun? I tried to. She's like, well, listen, we'll, you know, we'll do this another time. You know, I really like you a An lot. You another know. time? There yeah. is no other time. When else are you going to have two hot chicks sitting in your basement drinking beer watching the family guy? That's a party. <laughs>
That's a false church Every party. weekend at his house, by the way. Let me point that out in advance. By the way, weren't you trying to work a little menage, too, Bateman? Tell us <laughs> about it. Yeah. So hold on. Let's set up the whole story, because in my opinion, Bateman has broken the guy code. And now, we're gonna... You're breaking the employee code by talking about co-workers here that you're going to get me in trouble and with. And in a second, I'd like your input on this, so just listen to the story, and then I want Vegas. you to come in. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, Sideshow, what was this, four to six months ago you are working this chick? About four months ago, yeah. And you guys, you guys been chatting on the phone and stuff? Uh-huh, we've been talking. She had some problems. I helped her through her problems. You know, I went through the whole nine yards with her. You and know so what I mean? she's that... coming down here to hang out, right? We you, plan you know what? Nothing is better than a girl with problems. Yeah, girls with problems are Yeah, you know, it's, it's that good. easy. And they, and, they, and they work hard. They want to please. I don't know if they want to please or they're just getting all their aggression out. Whatever the case. Daddy aggression, I call it. Maybe they want to please you. They want to please themselves. But peep, they want to they want clear into pleasing. So you'd help this girl. And she was going to have this thing where you guys were going to hang out Wednesday night, right? That's right. A after the dream event? That's correct. That's very correct. And that's what you were planning on. Oh, I was planning My on it. My fight was really good that night. So Bateman ends up winning. Can't we talk about the fight or something? And then you end up chatting with this girl. I talked to a lot of people that night. People were coming up saying, hey, I bet on you and I won five grand. And Harry Noy came up and said, hey, man, thanks. I just won 20 bucks because I bet on you. Yeah, but yeah, this, Thank you very much. This girl comes up to you and is like, hey, what'd she say to you when she approached I don't know what girl you're talking about. There's a lot of women there. Come on. I'm trying to tell a story here. Tell me. I was talking to Ron, and he introduced me to several people, and said, hey, this guy's a badass, or something like that. Didn't he say something about the fact that you're really good with your hands? <laughs> oh, really? That, that's what I like about Ron. He, he'll work you up. Yeah. Ron does a great job of talking you up, like, and he knows... He knows what girls like, like what certain girls like to hear, and he can he can set you up good. So and so, Ron was putting in a good word for you. Now, did Ron know? Did Ron know that Sideshow was working this chick? Uh, judging by Friday, apparently, he did know. So here's what happens. And Bateman, because you're horrible and you're doing this whole thing where you don't want us to tell us. Bateman ends up scoring with the chick. Wait, wait. Why are you going? No, no, no. It's the truth, though, right? Well, Tell us the truth. Now, how, how... I just, I just hung out with, I hung out with a lot of people that night. No, no, no. This that mean I scored with water boy? Stop procrastinating. Tell us what happened. Maybe. Uh, did you did you hit a triple like you were Juan Pierre for the Florida Marlins? Were you the home run king like you were Barry Bonds? I'm not talking about. Or did, I, or did you steal home? I know you're a little psycho. Did you steal home? Uh, after, after the. Did you wear a raincoat? It was raining. with you. It was raining Wednesday night. That's right. I, after the fight, I, I helped load up some equipment since you lazy bastards left. Well, I just got my ass kicked. What do you want me to do? Stick around like a loser? And and yeah, I, I hung. We around. had two interns there. That's why I figured. And I <laughs> talked to several people and you know talked to other station personalities. So you guys went to a hotel. You're taking two to tell the story. Yeah, yeah really. You, you, so you go to a hotel. What ends up happening? I, who, you go to a hotel. How do you even know I went to a hotel? You told me. I... <laughs> he told me this. He's hanging out with the chick. She goes, she go. Apparently they're you know, almost being intimate. And he's like, and she goes, I'm I'm practically with a uh, a guy who's practically a male model. Oh. 
So you went to her hotel. So she's like, because that's Peyton's no, thing. How could anything happen? Her friend was there. She's practically a male model. Her and friend so, was there. Well, how could anything happen? What was her friend doing at the time? Watching. Sleeping. Sleeping. Mm. So the friend is in the bed, like the, there are two twin beds in the room? Just hung out. Watch Jay Leno. Shut up. Because you called me the next morning. You're like, dude, it's 5 o'clock in the Shut morning. Up. And I'm just now getting I home. did not. You were he, such a liar. And he had this smile on his face. Don't even worry about the phones. I'm not interested in taking phone calls right now. Everyone hates me anyway. Actually, actually get that one. Judging by the chat room. Hide out. You know, in my group of friends, this means that Bateman swims with the fishes, man. This, this is not cool. And not cool because you have Sideshow here who is working this woman for four months, helping out through problems. And, and yeah. Bateman even came up to me. He was like, hey, dude, I got a problem. He pulls me aside and he says, this chick, this is Sideshow's chick. She actually came out here to hang out with Sideshow. And she came out to see the boxing event and where she, I was victorious. No, no, no. She came to see me. And she okay. wanted boxing she event with you? happened she to happen that night. Then why, why why wasn't she with you? She came to see you. Apparently you took her to her hotel room. Have you ever had this pro have you ever had this problem, bro? Who about you on the air or uh, on the phone? See, he he was a worthless loser. He knows nothing. He's, he yeah. counts for nothing. He's right though. You should be swimming swimming with the fishes. I don't agree with that. So thank you. But here's the thing. Bateman knew what he was doing. He came up. He asked me, "What do you do?" Of course, I said, "Do it." I was like, "Hey, you know, sideshow gets you know he has no problem with the ladies from what I hear. He's not gonna care if he misses out on one chick." And Bateman's like, oh, "I don't know, man. I don't know." Apparently, you didn't have problems at the end of the night when you two were hanging out in the same bed at the Best Western, huh? <laughs> Was it the Best Western? Best Western, huh? You didn't invite the friend over? Was it loud? What is wrong with you people? Go into your phones if you don't want to talk about this, because I'm talking about it. Because to me, you broke the guy code. What code? The code of your friend is working a chick. No matter how long it takes... When it's finally said, you know what, I don't have, and, you, and the guy, the guy should know. The guy who's working the chick should know, you know what, I don't have a chance, you have my blessing. So here's what ends up, uh, you disagree with that? I totally disagree. All right, wait, wait, first of all, first of all, she came up to me. I, I, I was just hanging out. I got introduced. We talked. I walked away. I was hanging out with Stacy and talking to some other people. And... You know, she came up to me again, and then I, you know, she was a cool chick. But, Dubs, why do you disagree? Um, well, the same thing happened with me. I went out to a club because my friend BJ wanted me to uh, meet this girl that he's been trying to get with for like four months. So I go out. She gives me her number, and he hasn't even gotten her number yet. He just like it was like a friend of a friend, and she gave me her number and was like, "Call me tomorrow." Good-looking chick, hot chick. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll give you a call. And I told BJ, hey, she gave me your number. We're gonna call her tomorrow. As she long got as you, livid. as long, but to me, you tell the thing that I think Bateman did that was even worse. Not only did he end up scoring with this chick, then he was like, what do I do? Do I tell Sideshow? And I was like, if you guys are truly friends, the way you guys say you were friends, you tell Sideshow. If your buddies, you go up and you're like, hey. I sealed the deal. You didn't. Ha. Score one for Bateman. And then Sideshow will be, he'll laugh it off. Maybe he'll be hurt for a second. And he'll be like, you know what? Because I think Sideshow's the kind of guy that would be like, good for you. 
I'm happy you haven't touched a girl in two years. What is that? You so, are a liar. So what? I've been trying to work this girl for four months. First of all, that is a complete lie. I want to get that out of the way. Good for you. See, what, the reason I don't say anything about that stuff is because stuff like this, and it comes up on the air, and I have to hear about it. I heard about it all last night from Dave and Cameron. Calm down. Calm down. I don't understand why you're upset because we're... Chill out, Dukes. <laughs> we're pimping the fact... They're pimping the fact that you scored. You're upset that you scored and we're getting it out there. It used to be that you're a loser. Let us not forget, Bateman is the same guy who brought in a fake girlfriend. She's not fake. I talked to her today. As a Thanks for bringing that up. That went to hell after I brought her in here. He brings in Which is why I didn't want to bring her in in the first place. He brings in a fake girlfriend to make it seem like he's not a loser. I don't understand why you're so upset. Stop wiggling the mic so much. Pissing me off. It's radio. And what is he upset about? Calm down. What does he have to be upset about? He got laid. Exactly. What does he have to be upset about? What are you upset about? You couldn't about? even tell me. Okay? You couldn't even tell me. And here's the worst part. You were getting mad about I'm the one who said to you, Tommy, I said, listen, Bates, here's what you're going to do. When you win that damn fight, because, of course, I knew, me and you both knew you were going to win this fight. I said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to pick up two chicks. I said, you get one on both shoulders, okay? And they were Damn, if I know it's going to be my chick that I orchestrated to come down here to see me. After I went through four months of helping her through her damn family problems when she had to finally come out and say, you know, you're such a great friend. You're such a great person. Friend. I can't wait to come out and see you. And then you bang her. You bang her. All right, all right, all right already. Well, if she came down to see you, why wasn't she with you? I'll tell you why it was even more of a horrible move. And uh, give me one second. Let's take a couple of these phone calls. All right. Hide out. You're on the air. Hey, Hefe, it's Turpinek. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Turpinek? Welcome in, man. Dubs, too. Don't forget Dubs. What's going on, buddy? Oh, Dubs, yeah, I forgot. What's going on, man? Hey, hey Tommy Bats, congrats on the fight. And Thank coincidentally, you. you know, sideshow, real men get it done. They don't... You fell into the friend zone, buddy. I mean, you were stuck there. There was no way you were going to ever seal the deal. Fell into Tommy the friend zone, brother. <laughs> Coming in. And I, from what I hear about this girl, when you fall into the friend zone, you can't get out. And but it's real easy to stay outside the friend zone. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's what Ron said. Just go to a club. You'll be you'll be outside the friend zone and you'll have a chance. <laughs> Thank you, Turpneck. Viva. And uh, yeah, right. Viva. Viva. And sorry about the uh, sorry about your terps, brother. Let's go over here. <sighs> Welcome to the hideout. Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air, bro. Hey, uh, that dude definitely broke the code. Have you ever I broken the code? Never. I'm 44. You can't get any. That's why. Hold on. I'm 44 years old. I didn't get married until I was 32. And let me tell you, I've been all over the place. You never break the code. If he thinks he didn't break the code, have him brag to his friends that he did one of his uh, co-workers' girls. Then, and you, see how they react. Yeah. And that, that is a great point because you know, here's the thing: it's Monday before the or uh, Friday before the fastest hour. We're all sitting down in call screen. Oh, no, not this. And so we're sitting there, and it's me, Sideshow, and Bateman. And Ron comes in and be like, hey, I heard uh, so-and-so, I heard somebody got lucky. Uh, was that the gig? And and then even we have Sideshow questioning, because it's out that Bateman ended up getting lucky. It came out during the Ron and Fest show. And so Sideshow's asking. Now, you, you were asking about the girl, Sideshow. Did you know... Who the girl was? I had no idea. I kept asking. I sent him an IM that night when he got online after the show, and I said, "Listen, did you get pick up a girl?" And then he did say yes. After that, I kept asking him, "Who was it? You know, how'd she look?" No answer. Just and we're nothing. All, and we're buddies. We want to know this stuff. We want to know how'd you do it. What ended up happening? 
And so I felt bad because I couldn't say anything. You no, you didn't. You were laughing about it. You could tell that I turned my back to you and pretended like I was yeah. working on the computer because I couldn't look you in the face and keep up Bateman's lie. I could see it in Ron's face. Something was going on when he just stared at me for that 10 seconds that felt really uncomfortable. And he gave me that nice little smile. The little Ron smile. Like, I know what's going on. Yeah. And then he starts asking a couple questions of Bateman. Because ba he even asked a question specifically about the girl. And so then the girl comes up. And then Sideshow comes up in his situation with his girl, who obviously we're just saying the girl because we don't want to give out her name because she was with Bateman, and who would be proud of that? Yeah. <laughs> and so Bateman's sitting there lying to Sideshow's face about it. I turned my back to him. I did not lie to his face. Did Bateman break the guy code? No! Hell yeah, he broke the damn guy code. You cannot claim you could have at least called and said, hey, you know what? I hear you're having a bad day right now. You're busy helping your cousin out because he's having problems. You can't come out and do something with this chick. So guess what? I'm going to bang her. That's all I needed to hear. Something like that, you know? And Not just, oh, I'm going to ignore him. And, you, know, F you, you loser, you piece of crap. You, you cannot call. How many girls do you have on the side? You can't call every girl you see. It's because you met her first. How is that fair? Now, that is true. I know Sideshow lays a lot of groundwork. And uh, hey, who gave you a ride home that night? What was her name? Let me ask you. Hold on. Stop yelling. Can we have a civilized... What does that have to do with anything? Wait a second. Can we have a civilized conversation? That has nothing to do with anything, Hold though. on. Shows that you... Bateman, I'm serious. Stop yelling. I'm not kidding anymore. Stop yelling. It's no good when people yell on the radio. Stop yelling. I want to know if Bateman had called you, Sideshow, and said, Hey, it's been two years since I've gotten any. Shut I got a chance to seal the deal tonight. Would you have cared if he had said it's with the chick that you've been laying the groundwork with for four months? I would have told him to bust his thing, man. I, t I would have told Why? him to do his... No, come on, man. And that's a good friend. I would have told him to do his thing. I mean, if he needs my help to, you know, orchestrate the connection to come all the way down obviously, there... Obviously, I didn't and then need your help. Bang. Oh, obviously, if, if I didn't make the connection, she wouldn't have been down here. What are you talking She's about? She's a Ron and Fez fan. Uh, right. As am I. We have a lot in common. Kiss my ass. <laughs> so full of crap. <laughs> really are, man. Because I think if you were her, I would kiss your ass did again. You, did you do a Ryan Fest tribute with her that night, too? <laughs> did y'all talk about Al Dukes in the old days? <laughs> Whatever it takes to get there. <laughs> so is that the thing you're just going to be going around on RyanFest.net trying to hook up with everybody there? Funny, but her friend didn't seem to get too tired that night and didn't mind me going back to their hotel. Yeah. Yeah. What? Her, her friend, the one that you know. Stopped everything last time. Didn't seem to mind me too much. Oh, so she didn't get in the way then. There was no block. She was where she was staying that night. It's a difference, okay? She she was about thirty minutes away before. That makes no sense. Come no, on. Let me ask you. Yeah. Would this affect your friendship at all? Because I know that Bateman and uh, Sideshow over here have struck up a friendship. Uh, Sideshow drinks and Bateman kind of drives him around. <laughs> Yeah. That's the extent of the friendship with Bateman driving around a drunk sideshow. <laughs> would would this would this affect your relationship with a buddy? Ah, uh, no. No, because I've done it to people before too. I'd be I'm on, I'd, I'm on, I'd feel like I couldn't trust you anymore. I'd feel like I can't tell you uh, or maybe I should tell you, but I'm not bringing you around anyone that I'm trying to work. Well, you're going to you, be livid when I tell you about your ex-wife. Oh boy. Me too. Who hasn't? <laughs> you would feel betrayed by me, yet when I say, let's not talk about this on air, what comes up on air? Well, I think this is something that needs to be discussed. I think there are plenty Wait, of people who I don't, relate to this. 
Who cares? I do. Sideshow does. Let me just say something here, okay? Remember that girl that he brought in that he paid a hundred dollars to, I mean, to have her come in and do anything. favors, and then he said, "Hey, I'll give you an extra fifty bucks if I can grab your ass later on." What is that? Let me to tell you something. To be your girl. Yes, I told Hefe last night at the bar, at the appearance, I said, "Listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get that same chick, and she's going to walk into this studio in her bra and panties, and I am guaranteeing you that dubs, and I'm guaranteeing you that Hefe. It's going to happen. So because there's no shame in my game, fellas. Wait, there's no shame." Well, let me ask you this. Let's ask this question. Bateman, you've been laying that groundwork since high school. Yeah. You, even though you paid her to be your fake girlfriend Not, when she came in. I don't pay anybody anything. Come on, big talker. Tell us about her. You've been, you've been laying that groundwork since high school, and you're 25 now. Would you be upset if Sideshow and all his glory sealed that deal? Would that upset you? What? I... Now he walks out. Let him walk. Pussy. I, yeah. I, I, and they call him John Wayne Bates. Yeah, I've heard that name. Hey, so. I can't help it. Whatever. That I'm more of a man. All right. You guys want to find out who's more of a man here? <laughs> Not if you right. two came up with the idea. I told you what I would do. Why don't you have him do the I same thing? I got a thing ruler. With that girl? <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> All right. My bad. What are you guys willing to put on the line? I told you I would bring in. No, that. no, no, no. I want you guys to put some stakes up here. What am, are you going to put my hair on the line? No. I, well, something like that. Something like that. Here's what we want to do. Dubs and I have talked this I'm over. I'm not telling you anything ever again. Dubs and I have talked this over. Here's what we want to do. I'm ready. Let's hear it. This week, we want the two of you to go and collect as many phone numbers as you possibly can independently. We want to see who the real Mac of the hideout is. We know it's not Dubs. No. Nope. And we certainly know it's not me unless they're 57 years old in Centerville. So, I want you two to go out independently. I want you to meet new women this week. Get their phone numbers. And get their phone numbers. They have to be legit. No faking, no nothing, because we're going to call them at this time next Saturday. You have to make sure that they know they're going to be getting a call on Saturday night. The, the person who has the most women... All I have to do is get pick up a phone number. That's it. You got it. All you got to do is pick up phone numbers. Oh. The person who has the most women is crowned king pimp of the hideout, and gets to pick any stunt that the other one wants to do. They have to do right. anything that the other one is willing to do, obviously within reason. Now we know Tommy usually gets a woman's phone numbers and then lops her head off and keeps it in his, in his trunk. But and then he puts the phone number, the little piece of paper, he puts a tack in her forehead and keeps them in his fridge, and that's how he knows who it was. <laughs> are you are you willing to do this, Bateman? What? Because apparently you're king pimp. Apparently you can ha you can have your pick of any woman that's out there. I, when did I say? As that? long as sideshows laid the groundwork. <laughs> and here's the other thing too. You were all bummed out because she was gone. What? Now I'm depressed because oh, yeah? she's not around really? anymore. So this is a way for you to go out and meet new women. And I want you to do this. So next Saturday night, we will have the phone numbers and we will call the women and we will get their opinion of Sideshow and of Bateman. Well, he's already talking to some girl. So? Talking to uh, many so, girls. Then what are you upset about? I'm not upset about anything. You okay? know what? Here's... We'll let Bateman... If he's already sent a one girl, we'll let Bateman use his girl from uh, if she if she agrees to call in on Saturday. No, we'll, we'll, he, we can have no, her number. No. Okay, then you don't use her. How about this? How about this? Since Bateman can only score with chicks that Sideshow's been oh. working, 
God. How about if Bateman wins, he gets the phone numbers of all the girls you've been working in the past two months. You automatically hand the phone numbers over to him. And you can't call him back. And they're they're now officially Bateman's women. Where, Bro, I'm sure women? you've been doing that anyway. Women? What does that mean? I'm sure you have. You signed me up on your little internet thingy, Jiggy, whatever the crap it was. And as soon as I get these chicks, all of a sudden I find out they're on your thing as well because I do all the groundwork. Is that what you do? Is the, Are you trying to, like, network so that you can meet your other friends' buddies on the internet, you nerd? He's just <laughs> making stuff up. You're a nerd of nerds. <laughs> All right. So is this, is this a deal? Whatever. The most phone numbers by next Saturday. All right. Night. We need to put some actual stakes up that pays us Wait. off. Well, we could. The, the two of them have to do a stunt on the show of their choosing. Or how about this? We get to choose the stunt. Okay. So we get to choose the stunt for the loser. By all means. Let me just say one other thing. This girl that you banged and had, you know, great sensation with, what the, uh, how many times did she call me last night? And when I used your phone and called her, how many times did she answer the effing phone? I don't know and I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I already got the Thank, job. All right, what, what, Thank wait, you. What happened here? I'm, you I'm call, not, you talked to her code. you gotta, you, you got to explain talk, wait, a little okay. better. You talked to her last night? She called me okay. many, many, many times. On your and phone. Then, and my then, phone. And then you tried. I got his phone, and I dialed her number, and he was like, no, 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 you can't do that. And I was like, no, no, let's see what happens here. Let's see if she picks up the phone. Let's let's get this going. I'm going to be Tommy Bates for a second here, and no, nothing. She didn't even pick up? Didn't pick up. Ouch. She used you. She just used you. You're a whore. Right. You're, an internet, you're an internet whore. <laughs> internet nerd whore. John Wayne Bateman. I met her in person. Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. I'd never do this to you, J-Dubs. Now, I fantasize about your woman when I look at uh, other um He just tried videos. to get you out of recognition on the show. And you know what? I, I got a base, uh, uh, bat side on this one. He, he's bringing up a lot of good points. All right. I'm on your side, Sideshow. There it is. I, I think we've solved it. All of the callers agree that you broke the guy code. All the callers are idiots, then. Next week, we're going to find out who the king pimp of the hideout is. Bring it on. Now, where are you going to go meet these women? I'm not going to disclose that. We'll find all that out next week. Now, watch. I guarantee at some point during the show, Bateman's going to try to steal new uh, Sideshow's phone and go through there and take all the phone numbers and mm -hmm. try to get those as his own. I guarantee he's at the middle school. Are you going <laughs> to do it like MySpace? We're going to post to, hey, send me your phone number. I'm doing a radio bit just like you did for the boxing with your queer picture that was up there. <laughs> Shut up. What? Shut, just shut up. Remember on MySpace.com? What, yeah. what joy do you get out of this? He put the picture. Why do we keep going back to this? He used a Sprint PCS cell phone. What? <laughs> and, he, and he took a picture of himself in the reflection of the mirror. It obviously worked, unlike some people who lost their fights. And he put it on MySpace, and that's his way of meeting women with a topless, not Bateman, and his cell phone picture on MySpace.com. So you're going to now go on MySpace and say, I need your phone numbers? Whatever, I actually met a nice girl today anyway. Why don't you talk to your next door neighbor about that? Why don't you shut up? You can get her number. <laughs> I love this. All right, guys, we'll see you next Saturday night. Yeah. Who's going to be crowned King Pimp? Let's take a break. We need to come back. And uh, a couple of other things that are going on in the hideout as well. Cameron will be here in about 20 minutes to pay off his debt for Bateman. I love that. Bateman wins us each $100. And we've, and we've just thrown him under the bus. <laughs> he beat up Spoon for us. He won us 100 bucks each. And we're selling him out. And you're right, Sideshow. I don't know why he's so upset. 
He ended up finally, after two years, being with a woman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think uh, two years, he's he's cutting it down a little bit, too. Because he's got some anger. Mm-hmm. I think it's been good three and a half, four, maybe. And you can see it in his face. You can see where he's like... His his complexion's cleared up. Yeah, it's like you're a he was like, and you finally go for the first time. What the and hell you, are you doing? And you lose all the pimples. And he lasts like five six hours, right? <laughs> We're in weird times right now. We can't yeah. talk about length. <laughs> right, exactly. I can't. Why don't we just go to commercial and just skip this whole topic? Don't breathe. <laughs> don't breathe. Why are you doing this? You know I've had a rough day. Pretend like you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, Bateman actually did tell me kind of a crazy story. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Taking a very quick break. Coming back. As he leaves the room. Run for us. Yeah. Run. I think he's been at least four. That's a punk move, man. See, no. I know you don't care, but to me, that's a punk move. I wouldn't do that to my boy. But my thing is, I made, I, I told my friend I was going to call her. And that's what I told him. All you got to do is tell Sideshow. He won't care. But He'll B- be happy for you. But BJ did care. He was pissed off about it. I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. You know why? Because BJ never has any opportunity. Sideshow has always got women. Contrary to belief, BJ does have a lot of uh, opportunities. They are the best. Have I told you that Bi- uh, Bicurious BJ is our... Uh, uh, was our. Was our sports analyst. And um, he's uh, Dubs' his cousin or friend or whatever from Fowlerville. Did I tell you that I saw this porn? I got a porn where the guy in it looks like BJ. I wouldn't doubt it is. And it's so... Dist- I mean, it looks like BJ. And it's just really weird because he looks, BJ looks like Conan O'Brien. But, like, if it was Conan O'Brien, it was a Coke can and you crunched him down so he, like, got fatter. But and this is, like, about a foot and a half shorter. Exactly, but with the red hair and the freckles and the whole thing. Just disgusting. <laughs> and there's a guy in the point I couldn't even use it. I'm, I'm to the point now with, the, with, with my videos and my DVDs of that nature. I'm starting to see people and all these, like, like seeing the people. Like that As look people. and resemble, you know, that resemble yeah. friends or family members, and they're automatically complete like tracks and scenes that I can no longer use because they you remind me. I have a kind of a variation of this. I don't see them as the people that I know. Sometimes I see them as actual people, and my mind starts going, "Of oh man, what what has this girl gone through?" The, She's fallen so far, mm-hmm. and then I can't use that scene anymore because I'm thinking, you know, uh, Dad did this, Cousin Larry did that, Uncle Charlie did something else. So I, I can see how you uh, you get different visuals in your head, but I don't see them as people that I know. I see them as the actual people, who they are. Hey, well, for Broadband Instant Messenger, Flapper says, it's Sideshow's fault. The friend zone is the dead zone. And then you got Goddess saying, Bateman's cute. He can do whatever he wants. He can get away with it. So that's kind of the final word until next week when we crown King Pimp. The most phone numbers ends up winning, and the loser... We have the record brain about something good for these guys to do. ...has to go out and do a stunt. Oh, I got a couple ideas already. Yeah. I'm talking embarrassing. Very quick commercial break. We're going to come back. I don't know how many of these I can play, Dubs, because I don't know how many of them stay all happy. Today, today is uh, just kind of almost, all right, we can't use that one anymore. You know, we aren't going to flex too much. Cameron is getting married, and we're throwing him a bachelor party. And we need your help, the listening audience. We'll talk about that and plenty of other stuff as we're taking a quick break in the hideout. El Jefe and J-Dubs hanging out on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout, featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. I like... 
to emotionally rape my customers. The hideout. LFA's hideout. Tonight, we're going to launch a new revolution. 106.7. One that will rock and roll your You're gonna kiss the sun and taste the motherfucking To the hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Um, open lines during this segment. Kill a little time until uh, Cameron's able to make his way in here yeah. to pay off a bet. So go ahead and hit us up. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Completely open lines. Anything that you want to talk about for the next few minutes? Anything that you saw during the week? This is something I want to get into, too, a little bit more. Chatting with the people. Feeling the pulse of what's going on on the Saturday night. That's the other thing. You're referring to Don, uh, the guy who called in earlier in the show, who uh, was playing video games and hanging out and, um, you know, listening to the show, playing video games. And, and watching the... the I'm, always, I'm always interested in to hear where people are when they listen to the show. Because it turns out, we were talking about the Ron Fez gig on Wednesday night. Met so many people who really dig our show, this Saturday night show. You know, people that you would have wouldn't really expect. Yeah, I mean, because it's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. There's, a, you know, there's a lot of things to do. It's your one night off. You know, where you don't have to worry about going to work in the morning. I always the only the other thing about Saturday night too is that there's always this pressure to do something. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always that pressure that you have to get something going. Well, it's still our weekend too, and we want to do something fun as well. Like Sundays are that way for me. Yeah. I've been working so hard doing a ton of stuff around the radio station that Sundays have become the day where I literally do nothing. I'll either do nothing or, you know, I'll just pamper myself and go out to dinner where I'm, I'm getting served. I don't have to walk up to the counter and bring my food back and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll work out and then it's video games. Video games and watching the Sunday Night Fox lineup. By the way, have you seen Arrested Development yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. It is such a great show. And that chick on there, the, I guess the mom or the sister or whatever, is so hot. Last Saturday, I watched that uh, two-hour Britney Spears thing. How was that? Sucked. Really? It was terrible. It, you know, it was everything that you'd expect Britney Spears to say. And, you know, nothing, no big, you know, proclamations. Because, of course, it's on E. Yeah, who's going to spill their beans on E? And they tease, and you, that's one of the things, too. They tease it so much. Yeah. You would have, and that's the thing now, where you would have heard if something big was going to happen. Yeah. Like, if something, like a bombshell is dropped, they usually put that information out there already. Yeah. So that there's a lot of hype to watching it already. And uh, um, for people, you know, coming up for people to check it out. I was actually watching that and playing video games at the same time because I have the TV with the split screen, so I can do both at the same time. And that's why radio is so fun to me. That's why it'll always be better than television. And that's why it's so upsetting about the crackdowns and stuff that's going on. Because radio, you can do other things while listening to the radio. Yeah. I mean, you're driving and it entertains you. And have you ever thought about the fact that music dominates radio? 
Is that weird to you? Like, it's just part of our life and our culture yeah, it is to kind listen of to music when driving in the radio it is or driving of, in the car? It is kind of strange when you think about it. I never really thought about it before, but that that is weird that, you know, all right, I'm driving. It's almost strange if my radio doesn't work and I can't listen to music while I drive. And why is that? I mean, where else do you usually listen to music? A lot of times you're only listening to music. If you're in your car. I know it's when I'm in my car and when I'm working out. Yeah. And why is it that way, especially in your car? You would think talk would do more. And that's, how about this? This is kind of funny. Remember the other night or the other morning when I called you? Yeah. And I was like, I am a driver's worst nightmare. Because oh, I called Dubs. And I'm driving in downtown D.C. I'm on 19th Street, what, I think, pulling what, up. What time was it? It was around. It was rush hour. Yeah, rush hour. It was like 845 in the morning, rush hour. I'm on 19th Street heading up the Constitution, and I was like, dude, I am, the, I am everybody's worst nightmare right now because I'm talking on the phone to you yeah. with my hands free, I'm driving, I'm eating, and I'm editing the best of Don and Mike on my Cool Edit Pro on my computer. Yeah, you have a laptop now and like a, a, a power um, A power converter that allows me to plug in my laptop in my Honda. And you're you're working on the show while you're eating, talking on the phone, and driving in to downtown D.C. In downtown D.C. That that's insane. Um, I the most I've ever done is you know I'll I, I'll eat all the time and talk on the phone, and I'm a terrible driver when I do that. I can't imagine sitting there working on Cool Edit Pro while I'm doing it as well. <laughs> cool Edit's like the digital editing system. Uh, that's the standard in the business. And, and and when I'm sitting at the light, I'm leaning over with one hand, editing radio shows on my laptop in my car downtown D.C. And I got to tell you though, I was accomplished. I felt super accomplished. You wouldn't feel super accomplished if you ended up rear-ending someone. Or, now that's the thing. If I ended up or hitting a kid, if I got into an accident, do you, they'd probably send me to jail. Do you think? Oh yeah. Because I had so many distractions going on. And you, I bet, bet you made the paper. Guy drives while <laughs> eating McDonald's, working on his laptop, and uh, talking on the cell phone. I would have I made mean, they, Nash. They, I would have been the quote unquote wacky story at the end of the news. They say uh, driving uh, while talking on your cell phone cuts off thirty percent of your brain, and uh, then put that on top of filling your face and working on a computer at the same time, you're probably only using 25% of your brain on driving. i tell you this, I can't just drive. I honestly am of the belief that I am a better driver when, I'm, when I am doing other things. Yes. Shut up. Yes. Shut up. Uh, I concentrate more. No, I no, no, focus no, no. more. Don't, don't even go there. I was, uh, my one friend used to tell me that all the time. I believed him because he was very uh, a very focused driver when he was drunk. Not that we're but, advocating it. But when I went driving with him when he was drinking, and we barreled right into a tree. So I don't believe anybody when they say, yeah, I'm, I'm just a better driver. You had one bad experience. and what? One bad experience. I it? could have died from that bad experience. It was one experience. How many other times has the guy gone around and been okay? <laughs> that is the most moronic point I've ever heard. And I'd say this. I, I live in Silver Spring and I work in Fairfax. It's tough for me to drive 
30 minutes one way without doing something other than just driving. It's tough for me to stay awake. So I, what do I do? I got the hands free at least. Yeah, I'm well, calling the hands free, and I'm calling Lefty, I'm calling Shafee, I'm calling all my buddies, chatting it up. That's fine. But once you throw uh, two other variables in the mix, you're, you're treading dangerous territory right there. I'm eating, and I'm working on, my, I'm working on the show. I don't understand what's wrong with that. Um, we got Stacy here on the AOL for Broadband Instant Message saying, I used to be in retail, so I listen to music all day. Now I can't even listen to a music station. That's why I love you guys so much. Well, yeah, but we used to work in music radio. Imagine how we feel. I can never listen to music radio now. And it's always, like, whenever I work in talk radio, I enjoy listening to music radio more. And then, obviously, when you work in music radio, you enjoy listening to talk radio. I still enjoy listening to talk radio way more than music radio. The only time I listen to music radio is when I'm waiting for the breaks to come up to see how the douchebag sounds. Do you, do you listen and critique the DJs I, in time? I don't listen and critique, but I like to listen for, you know, faults and, you know, something for us to talk about. Media Albert, Matt Albert says, surprise, Hefe is eating. How dare you? <laughs> you fat bastard. How dare you even <laughs> make it seem that... Uh... Imagine if that fat bastard got a license and he was driving... You know how many... He would have a rack of lambs sitting on his lap while he was driving. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I do feel... He would be, he would be like Fred Flintstone pulling into that uh, into that uh, that drive through th thing, getting a big uh, big rack of uh, what, whatever they call them. Um, the ribs from the... Uh, what are those big elephants called way back then? Whatever they... Uh, we're so stupid. We don't even know what the elephants were. Manatees, no. Um, mammoths. Mammoths. Right. Look at us. A professional radio show. I say manatee. <laughs> um, do you ever feel bad, though? Like, I guess you don't, but I don't know if Fat Boy could, could understand this. When, you're, when you are a heavy person and you're eating in the car, like, do you ever look over at people who are fat people who are eating in their car just thinking, God damn, yeah. I'm such a pig. You can't, you can't even wait to get home. But that's the other thing. I like to multitask. I like to be productive. So I talk on the phone or I eat. That way it cuts out time because uh, I don't have... That saves me like 15 minutes. If I was eating at home and then got in my car, that sets me back 45 minutes. Instead, I can eat and drive at the same time and accomplish. I don't, can, I don't do it because it's multitasking. I do it because I can't stand just to sit there and smell fries, you know. I have to just be shoveling my face. 866-277-4969. I know we were going to talk about this later. But the other thing now, which I couldn't even imagine, is, did you hear about this? And it actually happened in Michigan. It happened a couple weeks back, and we were going to talk about it last week, but we got so sidetracked. I remember one time I was driving home after the show, and I guess I pulled up behind this minivan. And this had to be two, three months ago. And I pulled up behind a minivan that was, like, in my neighborhood. And so I'm sitting at the light. And the minivan had a television screen. Yeah. You know, like every, I guess, car has nowadays. Which, by the way, I, I'm not going to do that. I still think I can listen to something, but I can't watch something while you're I'm watching. Driving. You're watching your edits you're making on your uh, computer. Not really. Only at the stoplight. I tell you this, too. I was driving down 66, and I was like, damn, all right, I saved this already. Now I need to rename it. Oh, so I'm driving on 66 and leaning typing. over and typing and trying to rename the uh, file on my laptop. Anyway, going back to this car in my neighborhood, I see this car, and I'm looking, and I see that it's porn playing in the television screen. 
And this is the first time I had ever seen this. And this is like two months ago. And it was late. It was like a one, like one o'clock or something at night. And I see this porn on the on the minivan TV screen. And so I'm like inching up closer. Yeah, it looked great. And so I'm inching up closer, like riding the person's bumper, because I want to sit there and I want to see the porn and what's going on. And it got me all sexed up. And by the time I pulled into my apartment, I was able to go in and take care of business. Now that may be taking it over the line. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait a second. How could you sit here and chastise me, but then you think poor having porn on the television? If, that's, what, if that's the only thing that's going on, if it's uh, not porn on top of editing a show, on top of talking on the on the on the phone, and then eating, well, eating and watching porn is just something you don't do anyway. <laughs> If it, you know, if you throw a bunch of variables in with it, then it's bad. But if you're just watching porn while driving, you know, you're probably driving one-handed anyway. Where do you draw the line? And I couldn't. We've talked about this before, about driving along and doing certain things. I I've done it, and I admit I have too a number of times. Don't you think it's it's going too far though? No. When you have the pornography? No, because all right, imagine this. You're driving without it, and you're trying to do those acts. <laughs> how much longer and how much, you know, is it going to take? So you do it with the uh, porn on the screen, and I, I think you're all lowering risks. Now, here's my thing. You can't wait till you get home no, not to so put in porn? Sometimes you can't. Obviously, they were in the neighborhood. I could understand a trucker. I'll say this. I say the truckers of the United States of America, the people who keep this economy going... I completely understand the fact that they would have a television screen and they would have a little pornography. And even while driving the 18-wheeler, because they have to have that merchandise there at a certain time, that they don't have time to pull over into a rest stop. I'd rather they took care of business on the highway. It's okay for me for truckers because they, that's basically their house. But in a minivan or in a little sports car, you can't wait till you get home to turn on the porn? You have been down these roads many times where you cannot wait. You know, you, you you need sometimes you just need to do it. And I think you know if there's something that'll speed up that process, why not do it? Because I think it actually kind of makes it more safe. I, I got this article from the AOL for broadband. Uh, Andrea Carlton hadn't planned on telling her daughter about the birds and the bees until she was eight or nine. But that changed the night the four-year-old Catherine spotted a porno movie flickering on a screen in a minivan nearby. And so I guess this is what the lady says. Just like there's no windows in a strip club, you shouldn't be able to see inside windows of a car when they're watching X-rated movies. I would just tell her it was a frog eating maggots. That's what I'd just tell her. You know, you, you, oh, that's you, the Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just you make up a lie, and then she oh. Now in Michigan, I guess they're trying to set up a five hundred dollar fine in the movie. I think they should set up a five hundred dollar fine to listen to Nugent in Michigan. The movie was a DVD entitled. Is that Fred Bear? Five hundred dollar fine. <laughs> you teenage thrill seeker, get it off. The movie was entitled Chocolate Foam. Um, there's already a law prohibiting watching television, and now there's going to be another law to make it illegal to exhibit uh, sexually explicit material. Now, hey, we're not old enough, and this is why I wish Panani was here tonight. Panani's out of town following D.C. United like the groupie that he is. But I wonder if there's anyone out there who could tell us any stories. 
Didn't there used to be drive-ins where you could watch X-rated movies? I don't know if there were actual drive-ins. I, I, I know there, there were, were drive-in movie theaters where you could go sit in your car and watch pornography and watch pornography. Uh, I don't know about that, but you know, I know that. I know. I almost know for a fact. If anybody out there knows this, eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Now, somebody's telling me that a recent study that multitasking actually makes you dumber. I don't. I don't. I think that's a matter of being able to separate things out with your brain power. I don't believe that. No, it, it definitely makes your, uh, it'll lower your driving skills. So I, I believe that. I think the fact that you can handle multiple things at once shows that but, you have a high IQ. But it puts you more at risk. Just There's no way you can uh, test an IQ and say oh, it's all right for one person but not the other. I think it is. I think there should be a little thing on your driver's license. That says you can drive drunk? That says you're smart enough to drive drunk no. and working on Cool Edit Pro. No. It's for people with IQs above 140 like me. I'm 140 plus. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. John, welcome into the hideout with Hefe and J-Dubs. Hey, Hefe. What's up, brother? They absolutely had uh, drive-ins. I don't know if there are any that exist anymore except maybe uh, in, in little towns, but they had drive-ins. I can speak to around the early to mid-70s. That's as, uh, when I can remember going to them uh, with my parents as a kid. But I also remember my You went to the friends. porn ones with a kid? No, no, let okay. me finish. My older <laughs> friends, I remember them. Because they were saying to you in the, while you're in the back seat? No. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I remember my older friends were complaining. Uh, we, we hear people complaining now about, I'll get fake IDs so I can get alcohol. They were complaining about all the stuff they have to go through to watch the X-rated flicks that drive it. Do you imagine what they made us do? They made us whip this out and get that IDs this and, because they had to make sure no miners got in. But absolutely, they had every type of film, I think, that was available, available at drive-ins. Just a matter Wait, of now, when was, it, was the sign there, whip this out, whip out your ID before you whip it out? Uh, I doubt the sign actually said that. This is the way he said it back, and I heard him talk. I doubt the sign actually said, whip out your ID. I doubt that. Whip out your ID before you whip it out on the screen. All right. Thanks, Doug. All right, bye. See you, buddy. Um, Amanda, welcome in. You're talking to Hefe and Dubs. Hi, um, I'm from Alabama, and I remember that up until the early 80s, we had uh, drive-in theaters that showed X-rated movies, and then the uh, the local church groups closed it down because you could see it from the highway. See? Damn church ruining everything. And, you know, that's why I want to say I almost remember this, because I remember there being a place in Dallas where we would specifically drive by just with the hopes of catching a glimpse when we were on our way somewhere else. We would go out of our way to get on I-20 to see this. Place. Well, the only reason that the church got mad is because they were playing uh, Jesus Christ porno star. Shut up. Lame joke. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, I, I throw out, you know, enough jokes tonight. I can, I can expense a few bad ones. <laughs> the expense, I like that. We'll write that one off. Um, it's so funny. Uh, have you ever noticed, too, whenever you're listening to a radio show and someone throws out a lame joke, you just automatically change the channel? It's like, I'm punishing you for the next three minutes because you threw out Jesus Christ porno star. How dare you? Um, I thought it was timely with the whole passion thing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Tommy, welcome in, brother. How are you guys doing? All right, man. Yeah, I re back in high school, we used to drive up from Hagerstown to Waynesboro to go to the Red Run Drive-In. It was it was a regular thing. There were no kind of ice or anything. The Red Run, yeah, it was classic. I think the drive-in is still there, but it's out of operation. 
I know what joke you're going for, Jay. Okay. You don't even have to write it down. I know what you're going for. Okay. <laughs> when was this? Did they what? offer it with wings? All right, stop. <laughs> what time period was this? I was right around 1980. I graduated 81, so it was probably 80, 79 that we were driving up there. We need to bring this back. Why have we I lost agree. this in America? What's going on? We're losing our rights to watch pornography out in the free open airways. Um, Greg, welcome in. We were totally against this about five minutes ago. What changed your tune? Well, if it's at a drive-in, it's okay. But people, but kids can still see it. Hey, man, I'm fine. I saw it. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you guys? <laughs> All right. Um, I know for a fact there used to be uh, a drive-in where you could see X-rated movies. I grew up in the PG County area. It was right on Central Avenue. Mm-hmm. They used to have these big blinders up so you couldn't see. But as a kid, I used to try to duck down and peek through so I could see that, as my parents drove. I wonder if it was the kind of thing, too, where it was like almost like, what is that, um, Stand By Me, where you get, like, the four friends together and you guys all run and they try to hop the fence and hide behind cars and, you know, try to scope your stuff out and try to sit there and watch. But then what do you do? And that's the other thing. And thanks a lot for the call, brother. 5,000. What do you do? Whenever, like, I don't even understand going to a movie theater to watch pornography. Because, yeah, um, do you stay the whole time well, to get your money's worth? We have, I have a uh, a regular porno theater right out in front of my place. Mm -hmm. And I've heard from people that go in there that, uh, that went in there before just to see what it was like. A lot of people will just walk in, pay their seven bucks to get in, and stay for five minutes, and they'll walk out. Just go buy it. Go buy a DVD. But come on, you're, you're watching on like a 20 foot screen. That's what? What's that, Karen? Oh, hello. <laughs> you're talking about bras? Oh no. Okay, I'm talking about those uh, the drive-in movies. Get the water one. It's and great. In Jacksonville, Florida, in, uh, in the late 70s, and my mom would go to flea markets that were held at these drive-in theaters, and friends and I would walk around, and you would see things on the ground the next day. There were I. I remember seeing like a bra and then used things on the ground or seeing that was the grossest thing. What? They would have these flea markets at this like drive-in movie that showed the X-rated movies. It was gross. Wow. wow. So they're trying to get, it was like the MCI Center where not only the Wizards play but also the Capitals play. So they have the, the X-rated movies one day and then the next, like a Saturday morning, all the kids are coming in to buy their G.I. Joes at the right. flea market exactly. with, with used... Um, Prophylactics exactly. everywhere. Well, the uh, the porno theater that's around from my place, they uh, show regular movies too, and I don't think I could ever go in there and watch a regular no movie way. and just sit there and think, wow, what happened to the seat last time? You know. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Karen. Bye bye. Hey, where's the strangest place you've ever found uh, a used uh, raincoat? Um, on the play on our, our playground when I was like in third grade. I remember one time we were at baseball. And I guess for some reason... Actually, we, we found a uh, a tool out there. Really? Yeah. I remember this one. We would play baseball, and I guess dugouts are great for this. And there were all... They're great for a lot of things. <laughs> they are. And there, and there was always a used item there. And there was this one kid who didn't even know what they were. And we were like, hey, dude, pick up, pick up that uh, water balloon and throw it away. And so we made the kid pick it up. <laughs> and then we told him afterward what it was, and he went and he told his mom. We got in so much trouble. <laughs> Why don't I have a pen? Why don't you have a pen? 866-277-4969 if you've got any stories about this. Uh, let's go to uh, Cheeseface. What's up, buddy? How are you guys doing? Long time no talk. How you been? I've been fair to Midland. 
This is so far away that I don't know if it counts, but when I lived in Houston, they had drive-ins that showed hardcore porn. And I wonder, because a lot of people are talking about, um, are, 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 I guess a lot of it is in the South. And I know some people said there were places up around here, but I wonder, because I can't imagine. Did it, I had a, We had a couple callers that looked like that were from Michigan. Yeah. They were going to tell us some stories from Michigan, and I, I guess they uh, couldn't hang on long enough. They can call back, though. But yeah, open lines now. Where were you? Uh, you were in Houston? Yeah. Spent the 80s there. Did you go? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you are. And you took care of business. And that's the funny thing, too, is that... You know what? You go to these places, and you know... Um, you know that... You know what's going to go on. You know what? I Now that I think about it, my mom told me she's been to one of these before. And uh, it, it was uh, one about like a Pinocchio type thing. But, you know, when you lied, something I, else. I, yeah, I, yeah. So. <laughs> but your mom was uh, one of the skanks that went to these places. Yeah, I think she... Actually, she didn't drive there. She just walked from car to car. But... Jesus Why are you looking at me like that? I can't make a joke. I make a joke about my mom and everybody thinks I'm serious. Because your childhood is so screwed up, I could imagine your mother. And like she would take, she would tell me that she walked car to car at a drive-in porn theater. I could see that. But, you, uh, but, seem, you seem like you have that kind of family. But the whole thing about the Pinocchio movie is true. Wow. Now, did she tell you that or did you just find out? No, she told me about that. See, how could I be? And then she wouldn't say I walked around from car to car servicing. And this is why we're able to eat McDonald's today. <laughs> thank thank the Red red Buick over there for your Happy Meal. <laughs> the Red Buick at, what was it, the Red Road or Red Trail? Oh, oh. thinking about your mother. Uh, BJ, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, in Beltsville, just north of uh, University of Maryland, there's uh, used to be a porno theater there where the, I guess it's a uh, Best Buy or uh, the Costco is, mm-hmm. right off of Route One. And when I was a kid, my dad used to work at the construction site, uh, construction company that was still there. And uh, every night when I would uh, go to work with him, we'd sit out on top of the trucks, and all the construction workers would stand on there and explain, you know, describe to me what was going on, and kind of school me. It's like, well, you, know, you want to do this if you see that, and you know, oh, you don't ever want to do that. <laughs> How you know, old were you? I, I, I was like 10 years old. That's so funny. That's 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 parenting, though. It is. Seriously, if if a if your dad sits you down and makes this known to you, you aren't going to be as deviant growing up when you're th- where you're sneaking around watching it. Look at William here with pizza and uh, soda. Uh, hold right on. on, BJ. What were you going to say? No, it's, it's, it's the same way. You know, they used to have you know you know magazines and we could pull up on the you know we the truck site and I'd be hanging out you know watching do whatever and the guy would walk up to me and he'd open up and go now you see this this is you know this is called this and you see what they're doing there. Now let me and ask you, are you a well-adjusted a uh, well-adjusted adult? Uh, I would say so. I'm a, I'm a professional photographer and you know that, that hadn't affected me a whole lot. And that's what I'm saying. It's like this guy isn't some sort of deviant. He's not some wacko. He's not a serial killer because his dad. Sure, he showed him some porn, and then he talked it out with you. You guys were able to sit there and hold a conversation, and you Jury. learned, and you didn't think growing up that this is something horrible. You understood, and I'm sure you ended up being just a fine human being. Oh, exactly. I mean, now, I'm, I'm, if he throws out, now that's why I did to your sister. <laughs> no, then you have problems. <laughs> this is how you were conceived. Uh, no, but it was great when I was in the military and I uh, when I was in the navy. Went overseas to to, uh, to the Philippines. It was like, oh, I've been there, done that. Exactly. 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 Thank you for serving our country, by the way. Well, thank, no problem. Thank you very much. All right, we'll see you, BJ. 
Well, there it is. I guess, you know, I, I, I couldn't imagine, like, going into a theater, because I have a hard enough time going into where you buy the videos, you know? You've never been to a booth? No. Never been into a booth. Never been to a, a porno movie theater, drive-in, or anything else. Driven by them. Thought about it. But I just, I, just, I couldn't go in there. And then I wonder what the... Can you imagine being an usher at one of these places? I know we talked to Veronica Cavanaugh, who came in one time, who worked at these places, and just talked about how disgusting. I would just feel so dirty. Oh, did you hear Pee Wee? Uh, Paul Rubens yeah. recently got in more trouble again. Did you know what that was about? Did you see what it was about? They, the, I know they dropped his charge to a misdemeanor. Wasn't it about exposing himself, though? Something like that. Was it exposing himself again? Or I, I knew he was in trouble for child pornography. I That's knew, what it was, and then they dropped it to a misdemeanor. Yeah. Right. I knew there were... They must not... They must, it must have been around the edge of 17, 18. Uh-oh. Now we have the opposite story. We were just talking about BJ and how he's well-adjusted. I get this from Cherry Noid. My parents' best friends, while I was growing up, owned an adult theater. I used to hang out in the lobby when I was 6 to 10 years old. Well, that may be the... Uh... No, I've seen your video. <laughs> and I love you, Cherry, and I love you, Perry. But we all know what goes on there. <laughs> we saw the, the DVD ROM. <laughs> so, all right, maybe I am wrong. <laughs> For everyone that's right, there's one that's wrong. But she is a good person. I'll oh, tell yeah. her that. She is a terrific person. She's a great person. She's just into some kinky things. But I guess if she's a good person still. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're into as long as it doesn't affect your personal life. Chalk up two for the bad people. Yeah. Could you imagine going to one of those places? You give them your money for their tickets. They give you a ticket and a box of Kleenexes. Yeah, I wonder if that... I wonder... Now, that would be fun if they gave you, like, socks. Like, here's your sock. (laughs) Well, if you go to the Ritzy rooms... I've been to the highfalutin rooms where it costs more, like, $2 a minute. And, uh... (laughs) How's it any different? They have, uh... They have actual, like, you know, paper towel in there and some lotions. I'm sorry. Right, I've had enough of this. You oh rock the park. You, you pay for what you get. I've had enough of the conversation. Okay. Um, <laughs> disgusted with humanity. <laughs> I'm serious. I hate people. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate people. And you just you hear everything that's going on right now. You see everything that's going on right now. God, I hate people. The only person I don't hate is William. William, welcome back to the hideout. Once again, Thanks, bringing us guys. pizza. Domino's, that's that phone number. Um, 818-7100-703. Pepperoni and bacon? Yep. Oh, you rock. Have you had these dots yet? Which they dots look are? disgusting. Oh, I, I love them. I cannot stand those things. Don't why, you work there? Why get dots when you can get the cheesy bread? Oh, the dots are so great. I like the Cine dots. You still got those? No, we have the Cine sticks, though. God damn, why is it every good thing? I don't understand. Whenever there's a good thing, they take it away. They always take it away. Remember for the longest time, Kentucky Fried Chicken would have the honey barbecue wings, and then they'd take them away for months? Well, it's just like the McRibs. Well, the thing. Who likes the McRib? I love the McRib. That's disgusting. The McRib is great. The thing is, you know, this area is a. um, Well, most of the big areas are. Development places. Yeah, they they test products out here, and then when they go away, that's when they're deciding if they're going to bring it back or not. All right, so I guess they got to do that. But I know they that KFC would do that with the honey barbecue wings, like forever. And by the way, while we're speaking about KFC, make those things bigger. Put a little steroid in those wings. <laughs> you know, those wings are this tiny, and you can't even get any meat off of them. 
I'm starving. We need to we need to take a commercial break. I gotta eat. I'm excited about this. I brought some soda too, for y'all. Look at that. Thirsty. You were hooking us up, man. Well, uh, oh, yeah. I want to talk with uh, Bateman. Got into something, and I guess I guess Cameron's not stopping by. He's Welchin. Well, we'll get him on the phone if he's, he's not going to come in. Give y'all's money. Well, I know that he gave Bateman the money, but I actually wanted Cameron to come in here, bow to the greatness that is the hideout with Al and J Dubs, and hand over the hundred dollars. What are you going to do with that hundred dollars? I don't know. Maybe a video game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking tanning package. <laughs> I think I would go. I think I would go to a tanning. Uh, tanning. <laughs> what are you going to do? Tan package, gay porn. Maybe. Might as well. Maybe. Fairfax Mike, welcome in, bro. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, man? Hey, I don't know if this couch is going to no actual movie place, but down in Atlanta, they have a lot of, uh, it's very open down in Atlanta, and there's a bar in Atlanta that's a regular bar that shows pornography while you're in there, and it's co-ed and everything. You know, and It's like no big deal. People just hang out and have martinis and drink beer, and there's like softcore porn, is it, like Nina Hartley stuff, there's hardcore. Is it more, uh, is it more of an artsy place, maybe? Well, it's, it's. It's a little bit artsy, but it's a little bit on the other side, you know. I mean, it's they show it's more like Caligula type stuff. I mean, it's kind of artsy, smarty, like internet type porn, but it's not, you know, uh, you know, smart. It's not the Gonzo type stuff, but you know what I'm saying? It's like Nina Hartley style. I like Gonzo it's, stuff. It's harder than, <laughs> than uh, Skinamax easily. Wow, that, oh. I love places that are advanced like that. I'd love to find out a place where it's a. Oh, would you go eat? Would you no, go somewhere and eat, like, if it was the same thing no. as a restaurant that just had no. pornography? No, that, that's no. one thing you can't Definitely. do. You can't watch porn and eat at the same time. Definitely it, not. This, this oh, you can't. Like, <laughs> imagine getting into that at home. Yeah, I do that. All right, buddy, thanks. I, I like to have cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to break. <laughs> it's the old school jam of the week. This is actually for Fairfax Mike. Yeah, you know? Fairfax Mike, this is for you, buddy. Um, Public Enemy. Can't trust it. It's the hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs, 106.7 WJFK.
booty, big country. I tell you where y'all need to go. Where they got more women than anywhere. Five, two. Chris Shaw on Sunday night. Nope. Street races on floor. Y'all way off. I give y'all a hint. Everybody's been there. Wait. Spit it out. Church. Oh, Please. Nobody going to church to catch no bitches. Looking for black boxes. I like to know that a woman's just stupid enough to ask me. Welcome back into the hideout. El Jefe and J-Dubs. And, um... Can't trust it. Love it. Can't trust it. That song always makes me so angry. I love listening to that song, but it just... Nurori can't trust Tommy anymore. What yeah. is with this? We have to start this every segment. By the way, speaking of, Chuck D's part of that liberal radio network. I saw that. Yeah. That, that should be interesting. He actually got his start in radio. He, like, did radio initially, and that's how he and Flavor Flav hooked up. Isn't that funny about some of the uh, some of the uh, musicians that started in radio? Like, uh, we, we got a tape from some guy who wanted to work at our old station, The Edge, who was the uh, guitarist for Stabbing Westward. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that when we had a job opening. The guitarist for Stabbing Westward wanted to come work in Lansing, Michigan at Q106. No. Yeah. Oh, it was The Edge, yeah, it was The it? Edge. Even worse. It was uh, the job that you got, ended up getting. Yeah, I beat out the guitarist from Stabbing Westward. <laughs> Took that day part to number one. Stole the job from J-Dubs. Yeah, it was already number one when you took it from me. Um, <laughs> actually, it was. <laughs> it was damn near close. And I don't know why they would never give me the job there. I, I, I even said, all right, I'll work hourly until, uh, and for two bucks. And if the numbers aren't where you like it, give it to someone else. We Please tell me it wasn't the treehouse. <laughs> it, was, it was damn near close to very eight, but at least he had music to hang by. It was a damn good show, though. Well, yeah, it was. It really was. William hanging out here. He's a new buddy that we've had. Um, Bateman here, sideshow, taking your phone calls, chatting it up. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. And um, speaking of Chuck D, also, again, real quick, I, always, I contend, and I say it every time, every time I listen to Old Public Enemy, I contend that Rage Against the Machine... Yeah. We've all stayed together and replaced Zach with Chuck D. And I think you could have had the same kind of the same kind of flow, the same kind of political thing, and you could have merged those two bands together and that would have been an amazing supergroup. As opposed to Audio Slave. I Audio like Audio Slave. Not but... bad, but I would have much rather had Chuck D with Public Enemy tearing it up. Because I think it would have been outstanding. Uh Flavor Flav, by the way, was uh Chuck D's Tommy. Flavor Flav was just a guy who listened to Chuck D's early radio show. They hit it off, and they ended up having some sort of a chemistry. And, you know, and obviously they ended up making a great team. Now, Flavor Flav could probably be tr uh, trusted. First, before we go to that, let me chat with Ryan real quick. Ryan, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, Bob? Hey, I forget the actor's name, but the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he was actually with uh, Paul Rubens when they got into that trouble. And Paul Rubens is looking at misdemeanors, but but that guy is actually looking at some uh, serious charge. Who was that guy? What? He was actually a pretty big actor. Oh, Who was he? Connection, because both of those guys did a lot of Tim Burton movies. That's probably how they met. Do you know what the charges are? I I 
I don't know. I heard a couple different things. The, the first thing I heard that it was kind of like artsy something, you know, artsy porn, and that children were involved. Oh no, really? That was. Yeah. He was also in uh, what was that uh, bad uh, movie with um, <clears throat> with uh, John Ritter where Stay he. Tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would have never figured that one out. I was thinking that at the same exact time. And uh, another movie he was in was uh, a really bad 80s flick, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, Howard the Duck. Wow. He always played some really creepy roles. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. All right, fellas. So it figures that he'd be hanging out with Paul Rubin. <laughs> Wait a second. Here we go. I, I Googled it on the AOL for broadband. Um, Pee Wee Herman actor Paul Rubin sentenced to three years probation after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor obscenity charge involving photographs seized from his erotica collection. Let's see. The movies were unsupervised contact with minor, minors during his probation. Period. Unsupervised contact. I wonder what. I guess because he was on probation and he had some sort of contact. He was around children. And he uh -huh. wasn't, and he wasn't supposed to be around children. A hundred dollar fine. Wow. Counseling, counseling for a year, and agreed to register as a sex offender for the You know what? A hundred dollar fine for Paul Rubin when he, it's already hard enough for him to find work. You know, <laughs> wasn't he in Blow? Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, watch it. I can't believe that he. <laughs> that was a movie, a real movie. Johnny Depp, shut up. There was no kids in it. <laughs> Well, she grew up to be a hot chick. <laughs> yeah. You remember the movie? <laughs> wow. So, okay. And that's weird. Now that makes it even more creepy with everything that's going on, because you look back at the old Pee Wee Herman show. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're just thinking, okay. You know he had, he was. I don't know. You don't know. He was know. thinking of Penny a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lawrence Fishburne playing the cowboy in that. <laughs> He's come a long way. Were those chaps backless? <laughs> I know. How'd you think about it? On Penny? It's the hideout, Dubs, Hefe, William, my buddy, hanging out for this segment, and also Tommy Bateman. So let's get into Bateman's situation. Bateman had one of the weirdest things. We were talking about your mom, Dubs, and how she's probably done some really weird things to you. Like, <laughs> like talked about how she's gone up, you know. I want you to know that pornography sometimes, sometimes she listens to the show on the uh, illegal underground. Well, I love your mom. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I've never met the woman. She seems like she was good to you. Now I feel bad. God damn it. <laughs> Don't now, worry about it. Now I feel bad. She's a whore. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 ma hey, Mama Dubs. So, anyway, going back to you, Bateman. Your dad pulled something really weird. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, I called him and I said, Hey, I, I boxed last night and uh, I'm fine. Because, you know, I didn't want to worry any family beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he goes, really, that's nice. Um, hey, Saturday I'm getting married. And I just go, uh, why? And then he goes, why not? I love her. What kind of contact do you have with your pops? Well, he moved down to Florida. He was living with this woman, and then he moved Oh, down. wow. He moved to Florida, huh? No, well, he... Like, that's when you know you've hit rock bottom is when you plan on moving to Florida. Hey. He, he grew up down there, and he's building. He has like land down there, so he's building a house. <laughs> Are you really moving there, William? <laughs> yes. You lost it, huh? <laughs> you gonna go open up your own Dominoes or what? Nah. <laughs> so funny. Oops. <laughs> so anyway, so he hasn't like been with this one for like months, and then he comes back up here, and next thing I know, he's helping her move down there. Wow. And so they got married when? Today. So you talked to him on Thursday. When was the last time you talked to him? 
I saw him like the day before because he had just gotten in town. <laughs> Did he tell you he was coming up to get married? No, he just said he was coming up and they were moving. He was helping her move down there. Now, a similar thing happened with me when I was ten, but my my dad got married and I didn't find out till a week later. <laughs> Actually, something like that has happened today too. I'll, I'll get to that later on. It finishes with the story. What's your story? Uh, when I was 10, my dad, uh, my mom actually had to be, I'd be older than 10, maybe 11 or 12. My dad, uh, my dad got married uh, probably, uh, I don't remember the time of the year it was or anything, but he got married and uh, told my uncle about it. And my uncle told my mom. So I found out, like, you know, a week later. So we didn't even. I can't. I can't even imagine the parents. Like I have a strained relationship with my parents, but I think I'd know if they were getting married. Did you know that your dad was seeing someone? Yeah, I knew he was seeing someone, and they're still together. So you know, it's been. How yeah. did that affect you? Did you hey, feel hurt? Would, my sister was more pissed than me. I. That that's probably when all this you know nonchalantness of me started. Really. Like when my mom and dad were getting divorced, it really didn't affect me. Ron says you have no emotion, and I have to agree with Ron. I've never seen you overjoyed, and I've never seen you really, really down in the dumps or upset. I, I, rarely. All the stuff that happened to you in your childhood, I can't even imagine what it's like to be J-Dubs. Did it's you know pretty cool. Bateman, did you know? I, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's like you're on Zoloft, but you don't have to take the pill every day. You're just so even-keeled. Now, Bateman, did you know your dad was seeing anybody? Yeah, well, he, they had lived together beforehand and, like, broke up, like, a million times. And so, then eventually they broke up, which I thought was final since he moved, you know, to another state. And what? I, what how was the wedding? It was very small. It was me. Oh, you actually went? Yeah. Were you best man? No, not really. It was very strange. I was my dad's best man when he got remarried. Were you? That was kind of cool. Yeah? Yeah. Well, first of all, I said, you know, where is it? And he said, I don't know, somewhere in Reston at someone's house. <laughs> And I go, okay. Uh, and then today, I didn't even hear from him until like 2 o'clock. And I was like, are you still getting married? What's going on? Does he even love you? I, I apparently not. I don't know. Um, but so then, I, you know, I got directions and everything. And then so I go there, and it's me and my dad, the woman he's marrying. I, I like her. She's, she's a nice lady, and she's, you know, pretty good looking for her age. It'll change. She a morph? You what? <laughs> It'll change. Go ahead. But I just together they just I don't see it. I they just they're arguing and he's like, which house is it? Which house is it? Oh, that's gonna be a good and I'm just marriage. like, oh my god, my stepmother she tricked me, man. She was the coolest chick ever before she married my pops. She would take me out and like buy me all these baseball cards. Bought me at the time a Jose Canseco rookie, which was like you know this is back in the forty forty days when things were going great for him. And uh, when, this, when the roids were working out, and I was like, man, this chick is going to be the coolest chick ever. Like clockwork. Immediately after they got married, she turned into a bitch. And I honestly, and she seems somewhat nice, but I'm, I'm always kind of scarred from those just like couple years before my little brothers were born where she was just... Brutal. Really, really mean. And I, I know it's tough being a step parent, and then you're going to try to have your own kid, but you got to realize as a step parent, man, you could really star, scar someone. Yeah, definitely. I was lucky enough with uh, the lady my, my dad married. She's always been really cool to me. You know, 
Like she's always been the one. Hey, do you uh, do you guys need any money? Like when we were moving out here, if you guys need any help, just give us a call. My stepmom's done that too. She's done a couple of cool things where she's flown me down. It was her idea to fly me down to watch Mavs and Rockets last year. Wow. But it's tough for me to get past. I can't believe you call her a bitch all the time. It's it's tough for me to get past the first couple of years though as a kid. I, now I'm wondering who the a hole is. <laughs> You're calling her a bitch and she's flying you down to see the the Mavs Rockets. So how was your ceremony? <laughs> Well, was that some, like, I guess she's a preacher or something, some woman's house, and it was me and my dad, the woman he's marrying, her daughter and her daughter's daughter. Wow, so it was tiny. Yeah, and there's a brother, and I said... I brother said, a black guy, or... <laughs> well, I thought you said brother, so... And yeah. there was a, then the brother... brother. I, I, sorry, her, her son, she also has a son. Just call him colored like Dubs does. Uh, I could call him what you called him that one time, yeah. Matt Albert. Anyway, uh, and then I said, where's the... I meant colored in the best po- possible term. I said, you know that. Where's the son? And my, my dad goes, well, he, he doesn't get... A, he and the sister don't get along. So he wasn't invited. So how was... And he doesn't know yet. <laughs> Remember in old school? How funny is that movie? I love the, the wedding singer. The, we- the, wedding, oh, the wedding singer is funny, but the wedding scene yes. where um, Vince Vaughn is up there saying, you can leave now. You know, you only got 30 feet of freedom left or whatever it is. He's like, you're, you're, oh, still, you're still single. Yeah. No, I'm not single. 30 feet away. <laughs> I could have gone home and watched that while I play video games. Don't do it. So how was it? How did they look whenever they were sitting there getting married? Uh, I, it was, well, she was looking right at my dad the whole time. And my dad, I know he's like into her, but he was not looking at her at all. He was looking around. I saw him look at the pictures on the wall during the ceremony. She was looking right at him, smiling. and Occasionally, he would, like, wink at her, and then he would just sort of, like, <laughs> look around. and That's just a sleazeball thing, the <laughs> wink. The wink during the wedding. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell is going on here? But I think even actually more disturbing than that is that, is that I guess she's my, you know, stepsister now. She's a piece of ass. I've got this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, before you get into that. <laughs> Because I want to get into that too, but Join from the, the from the whole winking thing, I got this picture in my head of him walking down the aisle, you know, winking at everybody, kind of shooting the gun off, you know, <laughs> and then, then throwing it back in the holster. Yeah, let's get married. I remember when I got married. I actually, um, when my chick was coming down the stairs, I cried. She was beautiful, man. What? She was. She looked gorgeous. I'm sure she did. But you can't say, "Hey, you, you look good." Not start bawling like a little girl. It was a touching moment. Again, we've been through this. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. You're a fairy. I, and I'm very much into feelings. And I, I don't. I think women out there would be touched by the fact that I saw who is now my ex-wife. But when I saw her on my wedding day, tears came to my eyes because it was such a beautiful moment. I don't know what it's like to be you, J-Dubs, where you just have no feeling. Uh, you're probably going to try to trip your girlfriend when you guys get married in Vegas. You guys her, be giving I'll each, be, I'll each, I'll give walk, each other wedgies. I'll walk behind her, give her a flat tire. <laughs> now, let's get back to this. And I don't want to get too much into the... I probably shouldn't have said anything knowing... Uh, after the last segment I was on... This is so going to come back and haunt me now. Your stepsister was hot, huh? Really hot. I don't know if we can, if he can use that as a phone number. Can he? Yeah, that'll give me one of your phone numbers for the challenge next week between you and Sideshow. She was a hot girl. What'd she look like? She was like blonde. She was tanned. 
She had great body, nice. Yeah, I don't even know if we can say it was voluptuous though. Yeah, every, but it wasn't like you know just big and sloppy. It was like big and firm. How old was she? I think she's like 27, 26, 27. Nice. Does she have anybody? I, I, does it matter? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, doesn't this doesn't matter. All she has a sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm telling you this. I think this is okay because I've heard of this before. If you think about it. You know, there's nothing wrong with the fact that your two parents meet each other. You guys have absolutely no relation. And let's just say you hit it off. I don't think there's an issue there. I found it really weird when I, I went to my sister's wedding. And my cousin got my uh, my uh, sister's brother's sister. Okay, I've never... I mean, my sister's husband's sister. Let me tell you this. I know this is kind of weird. My aunt and uncle got married. And so then my uncle's brother is obviously my father, and vice versa. So my mom and my dad are married, and my, my mom's sister is married to my dad's uncle. Has, anybody, my dad's ever seen, have you, has anybody ever seen the, uh, the, uh, the movie The Stupids with Tom Arnold? No. All right, I got to get the song from that. Because look it up this week, someone. My mom's sister is married to my dad's brother. So that's the way it works out. And so my cousins, remember my cousin Sam who was here yeah. for New Year's? We technically have the exact same biological makeup because we have all of the same genes. <laughs> that's just disgusting. Now, you want me to take it a step further? Oh, you're a mongoloid. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has the same last name before marriage. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Everybody. Oh, no. Everybody. Oh, well. Now, wait a second. It's, <laughs> it's different because it's a... No, it's not different. No, hold on, man. It's different because it's a Latino last name and my last name... Very, wait, very, it, it, just because you're Latino doesn't mean it's inbreeding? It, the, my, my last name is a lot... is, is different. Very but it's common. Somewhat common in the Latino community. It's just like saying two people who happen to be the last name Williams or something got married. Now they maybe they were connected somewhere way down but, the line. But you throw this whole they grew up in the same house. But <laughs> they you, didn't. You throw this whole sto other story in the mix, and it kind of sounds weird. Yeah, when you think about, it, they were both had the same last names, and then yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah, it makes it kind of. They ever swap family? No. <laughs> oh, suddenly that's wrong. You're the one talking about your stepsister. She's hot. Hey, my stepsister was hot too. Yeah. Oh yeah. William, who you? Uh... Why aren't you bringing her in with some pizza? Nah, she lives in Florida now. Yeah. That's why you're moving down. Nah, she lives in. Uh, I think it's Key West. I'm going to Orlando. When are you leaving? Once I get the money. Uh, Never. Right. Keep slanging them, <laughs> slanging that dough. Then the you pizza know? dough. Yeah. So what else happened to you and your uh, wedding, Bateman? Ah, oh, I think she wanted it. So is so it's okay for me did she to talk to you? I mean, were you get did you guys hit it off? Yeah. Cuz you It's not okay. I'm just no, I don't right I don't see any problem with it. I mean, it's no blood relation. <laughs> exactly. Cuz you're you, listening to him, he's moving to Florida. <laughs> He's moving up, to man. Florida to be with his sister. <laughs> <laughs> but you Bateman, you think any girl who talks to you likes you all of a sudden. Hey, she's talking about my smile and how sparkly it was and Actually, what the direct quote? I one, hope she's listening right now to find out. They were actually asking, like, wait, what station are you on? I'm like, um, no I'm, uh, I'm Dukes, uh, <laughs> 99.1 HFS. And she was like, Tommy's a rock star, and he's a box boxing star, and now he's a radio star. And she's all and this like, is the now, had you ever met the stepsister no. before? No. Did you get her number? Uh, no, my dad was like right there. So that counts. I you know just, what? 
that counts. And if we can yeah. call her to verify the number next week in the in the uh, King Pimp Hideout Showdown between you and Sideshow, that counts. Get her on the phone. Call your dad. No. Come on. This is like a if he if he got into this this is a letter that they would reject from from a penthouse when he sent it in <laughs> yeah, they, and like and like sent it to like the uh, the team showers you know or something like that. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> I I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend the wedding today didn't happen. So wow, you're kind of in this whole moral dilemma, I suppose. Eh, moral. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. I'm putting it out there to the listeners. I say yes. I say you're disgusting bastard. Dub says no. <laughs> William says yes. Now William's a little affected because he's got someone he's moving down. His sister's. Da da da. But I'm allowing the the callers to weigh in on this. I'm I know saying... some people think this is disgusting, but there's even been new studies out that it's okay with cousins. First cousins are okay. <laughs> it, no, it's not. God, no, that is a that's study. Disgusting. That's a study that is out. Yeah, study it when the kid comes down, the forehead doesn't stop. That was the exact <laughs> study. The study was it's there will be no biological effects with first cousins and first cousins. And may your forehead grow like the great oak. <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I don't think it would bother me. And you're not looking to have children anyway, right? He's already got a kid or something. I don't know. There's a whole story with that, but I'm not even going to get it. Is that hot, too? Actually, no. (laughs) But the kid didn't talk, so that was good. Made her less, uh, less, you know, unattractive. Yeah, sure. Tom, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, brother? Hey, it's absolutely perfect. (laughs) You can say that. I don't know. He didn't say anything of... I know, but I'm just so worried now. I'm paranoid. He said it was a, a go. Yeah, he said go for it, though. That's what Tom says. Go for it. So I'll have to, like, go, like, set up dinner with my dad this week and be like, hey, invite the whole family. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's Except all... for your wife and uh, and the, the son. Let's all get together. The brother. <laughs> I want to invite the brother. You don't want the black guy coming, do you? <laughs> It reminds me of Matt Albert. It's a distraction. Let's, uh, let's all get together. My His place. first love. We'll watch a movie. <laughs> it's first love. <laughs> Matt Albert is first love. When are you two guys going to hang out? Shut up. I know you guys are... Uh... It took me a minute to get it myself. <laughs> I can't wait till D.C. Uh, passes the, the gay marriage ban. Then we can we can have him stop uh, trying to steal sideshows, girls, and <laughs> just go for his first true love. Why is... <laughs> Look, dude. Either way, we can't win with you. Earlier, we were talking you up about how much of a big pimp you are that you were snowing no, you're, with women. You're calling me a scumbag. But that's cool, though. I was man. calling you a scumbag. That's no, cool, I was though. on your side. Yes. I'm not excited about this. You're Why? You're a scumbag now. What's wrong with it? We can never pay you a compliment. It's always, you got to learn how to take a compliment. You have to do it on the air all the time. It was something I said, Don't let's not bring this up on air. It was already uncomfortable enough last night. Uh, this is more uncomfortable. You talking about your stepsister being hot. <laughs> this you're okay with talking about. This you wanted to talk about. She has a nice rack. I can't help it. <laughs> well, what color hair does she have? It's blonde. Sort of like a blonde. Tanned. She looks like anybody famous? Hmm. Not, no Come one. on. Gotta be somebody. No one that I could, no one that jumps out right away. Over under. Now, new Rory. Now, uh, banging skins. What do you think? Over New Rory? I think New Rory can get it. New Rory, that's your new conquest. You need to get the fake girlfriend. And now the stepsister. And I think things will be even. I think that's what you should do. What was the first thing that crossed your mind when you saw her? Who was that? Is that actually her daughter? Please no. I was hoping he wasn't saying I want to hit her with a 2 by 4  
That was, I, I, I was thinking that was going to be his answer. That was like second or third. <laughs> Do I have enough room in my uh, in my basement for this bottle? I wonder how long it would take for her to lose confidence. I have to buy more limestone. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the stink. What? I, I, I had to dump that. <laughs> what? You can't talk about that. Oh. I didn't... Uh, you got to be very cryptic nowadays. Yeah. You can't come right out and talk about what you were talking about. Oh, I, and plus, I'll tell you this. If she is listening, you don't want her to hear that. <laughs> That's the last thing you want her to hear. Or is it? Yeah. She might be into it. Wouldn't that be great? Actually, choke me. That'd be kind of he's, he's met someone on MySpace who's just as messed up as he is. Why? But she's she's like very far away. Oh, uh, but she's like she's into like weird stuff like that. Are you mad now? Why? I didn't say what, anything what about she into? her. She's just like into killing people like he is. <laughs> A new Mickey and Mallory here. <laughs> I love this show. Hey, I'm glad I won you guys some money. You're welcome. <laughs> Where's Cameron? Uh, I saw him walk by. Is he here? I think so. Where's? Yeah. I saw him walk by, too, with his head down. All right. Well, let's take a break and see if we can locate him. But Plus, I want to talk about his bachelor party. So let's take a very quick break. I wonder if my, my stepsister will be there dancing for me. Bring the kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to carry it while you're giving me a lab dance. Oh, no. Well, maybe. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm taking a break. If she's I'm doing ending it, the conversation now. If she's doing it for food, I just find it more sexy. I'm ending the conversation <laughs> now. No. I hate so, you. So uh, you have to buy Gerber somehow. No. I'm done with you. Taking a break. This isn't even, this is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Can't help it. She wants me. Taking a break. Coming back. I can be a male model. <laughs> I can't believe that the chick you stole from Oh, Sideshow. okay. Let's go to break. The chick you stole from Sideshow was like, I'm practically oh. making love to someone who's practically what? a male model. I'm not telling you anything ever again. How, how <laughs> funny is that? That's so There weird. are other, you know, there are actually other things that I have not told you I, that happened that night that were actually pretty funny, too. But I'm not, I'm not going to say that. What happened? What else happened? No. Come on. What happened? Did it. Come on. What happened? It's just a show. Come on, just tell Yeah, me. just a show. Just right. Go be in the pansy. <laughs> I'll tell you off here. No, come on, dude. No, tell us on air. That way, that no. way, I don't even know if I can phrase it without it. Yeah, we got a dumb up. button. That skips the middle, man, because you know I'm just going to go right to the air with it. Tommy <laughs> the fag. Tommy's a bird. <laughs> oh, he's running. The board. <laughs> Whoops! Forgot he's running the board. All right, let's take our break and come back. Let's everybody calm down. Let's get ourselves under control here. I'm under control. Bateman is it? She was hot. I, can't I keep it. your chick away from Bateman. What is he gonna do? I'm not related her. to her. <laughs> <laughs> he's not attractive. He's not into her. <laughs> All right, taking a break. Coming back. It's the hideout. Talking about bachelor parties. And throwing our very own program director one, and hopefully he'll come in here and give us our uh, our cash. Cash. Taking a break. Coming back. It's the hideout. Hefe and J Dubs. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Hefe's hideout. More talk. More talk. More chuckles. Chuckles. Guaranteed. You're listening to Cameron Gray's Man Crush. You have eleven messages. Just check it in. Give me a ring. I'm at five 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 four three two nine. Hey man, be again. I was just taking a whiz. 
WJFK. And welcome back into the hideout. We've already discussed it, but it is officially the hideout. Boo. With El Jefe and J-Dub. What's wrong with that? I just like El Jefe's hideout. Why? There's Cameron Gray, WJFK operations manager. I love J-Dub's, but I love the name El Jefe's hideout. But it doesn't change anything if it's the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dub. No, no, think... that's why I'm not fighting it. It has a. It, I do agree that El Jefe's hideout has a better ring to it. Right. But I do like just I I now like it just being called the hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. And, and, and think if like you know if you ever fire us, you can keep the name and put someone else into it. <laughs> exactly, you keep the name. What do you mean if you throw uh, Diego yeah. and yeah. Uh, the hideout with Diego and Spoon. <laughs> Diego's hideout. <laughs> it's a show. Did you talk about that at all? Yeah, we already talked oh, about it. Wow, yeah. so disturbing. I wish we could have taped that. I know. I'm sure somebody. Goddamn show! I swear to God. What's your problem? Let me, I, was, I was fearful of you at that point. Let me catch up. Did we're, for those of you who maybe didn't hear earlier, we're talking about backstage at the St. Pat's Spat. Oh, by the way, before you go on, Alan and his wife Betsy are around driving and listening to the show. And Betsy said it was a Brontosaurus burger. Oh! So they're listening, so be in your best behavior. Did you? Uh, he didn't hear when I talked about Dave Joy, did he? I don't know. Okay, because I said Dave, Dave Joy's whipping Allen into shape. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but you should have seen the look on Dave Joy's face. He's like, oh, my God. That's your Allen can handle. But I tell you this, Dave, uh, Allen, seriously, Dave's good. We like him. Did a great job the, last night. He's the best. Um, but uh, catching you, you guys up, just have issues, though. Oh, I used to hate that bastard. Catching you up on uh, Spoon. Spoon's dad and brother backstage at the St. Pat's Spat wanted to fight me. <laughs> Uh, we really I, I shouldn't even time. laugh. It was so disturbing. Didn't you? And you? But I did. I not like man up. Did you, you you seriously, honestly, I hoped out. You really? I had. I have more respect for you than ever. I mean, you really? You were about to tear those two guys' heads off. At, and that, you know, they probably would have whooped my ass. I'm not even gonna lie, because you saw the way Dubs treated me in the ring. But I was full of a lot of rage. I was hulking. You were angry. And I honestly think in a real fight, Dubs. You wouldn't whoop my ass as bad. I would choke you out. I wouldn't even punch you. <laughs> Man, but that's what I hate. You have, you know, I'd never fight you. You know all those wrestling moves. I'd never, ever fight you. And I wasn't going to fight the old man either. I just wasn't into it. So anyway. Now you don't fight anybody, as Jesus on said. Never. <laughs> you always lose. It was a shocking night. <laughs> um, so anyway, speaking of that night, yes. sucker, yes. thank you for handing over the money. I never welch on my bets. I'm glad you went through the go-between with Bateman. It was even sweeter to have Bateman hand us no, the dollars. I gave it to him this morning in case I wasn't going to be able to come in tonight. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'm here to hand you your cash. Dubs, what do you Congratulations. Do? And that's for Bateman beating Spoon because we bet uh, Cameron on the Ron and Fez show that Bateman would beat Spoon. So what are you doing with your money? I don't know. Well, uh, we'll bring in our uh, whatever we buy with Cameron's money next week on the show, and we'll talk about what we bought with Cameron's money. <laughs> so want it in front of me. Yeah, what am I going to do, bring in a bunch of empty wrappers from Popeye's yeah, and Taco Bell? Do. Just all the fast food that I ate all just, week? Just, Panera. The just the receipts. All right. Here's, here's how I spent Cameron's money. Well, if I'm going to lose money, I'm glad it's going to your sustenance. On ways to make me fatter. Yes. Let's go to the corral this That's week. right, fat boy. Take it outside. God, man, Spoon's dad. Don't get in my face. <laughs> Don't get in my face, fat boy. You know, I, you know what? I will, next. No, I'll say that you were you were very manly and very impressive that night, but at the same time, you kind of pushed out because uh, there was the time when you were just sitting there, and his brother, apparently you were sitting next to some of the brother stuff, and the brother was trying to get around the guy in between the two of you. He's like, man, I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to get my stuff. So he kind of goes in your area, and you just got up and left. Well, I didn't want to start an altercation. Okay. That's why I got up. 
I mean, who knows if he's going to try to swing I'm, at me? I mean, it still is. I, I thought he was. I, when he went to get his stuff, I thought it was going to sucker punch. And that, that wasn't getting out of the way because I was afraid he was going to hit me. I was getting up because I didn't want anything to go on backstage. All right, fair enough. I was a man then, and then I went outside and got treated like a rag doll. <laughs> you really did. Beat like a bobblehead. My neck and flight was still on the circle. I can finally not check my blind spot. Yeah, I'm driving. I, I feel can better. Turn my neck now. My my arms feel better from beating you now too. Yeah, <laughs> Dubs' arms were sore from beating the hell out of me. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So here's the thing. Speaking well, of lovers, you must love an ass kicking then. Yes. Speaking of lovers. Our boy here, Cameron Gray, mm. WJFK operations manager, yes. is getting married. Yes. When's the big date? Do you want to announce it? April uh, 17th. April 17th. Now, uh, it's a Saturday. Right. So, obviously, we're going to have to do a mixed tape for the hideout because we're going to be at the... Uh, give the address of where it's going to be so it, everybody can come out. It's going to be at 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. Come on down. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Cameron's got a, just a ton of stuff going on. And he was... Well, originally, the idea was to go... For your bachelor party in Vegas. Yes. And we were even kind of putting away some money thinking, I've never been to Vegas before. Which is a sin. Yeah. And Dubs and I were like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to go to Cameron's bachelor party uh, in Vegas. Well, things haven't worked out. Everything there's been a lot of, yeah, there's been a lot of problems. Yes, just a few. <laughs> and so now what we're going to do, because you don't, who's your best man? My father. And so he's not throwing you a bachelor party, right? Not at all. So Dubs and I, the other day, were eating at Chipotle with Cameron. We're asking him about the bachelor party. He's like, well, it's not going to happen. You know, I don't have anybody to put together. Wrong. Yes. You've fr- got the hideout. Your friends in the hideout. My are, radio best men. Are throwing you a bachelor party. Wow. I don't think you. that we weren't upset uh, that we didn't get asked to be in the uh, actual wedding party. Oh, uh, my God. I, I'm more upset that he didn't offer to get married on the air. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> what kind of jerk am I? And the other thing, too, is that we can't even have the bachelor party on the air. No, we can't. In the standards nowadays, there's not, no nope. way. Not these days, no. But thank you for the offer. It's very kind of you. So, this yes. is what I want to do. I want to throw Cameron his bachelor party. And we need a couple of bachelor party ideas. Because, Matt, let me tell you about my bachelor party. Well, we already know we got the inflatable cow. <laughs> That's right. What else do you need? From MidnightMonkey.com. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yes. So, here's what I'm thinking. For my bachelor party... I didn't even really have one. I got a few of my college buddies together at Texas Tech. We went to the Lone Strip Bar that's outside of the city limits in Lubbock. And By the way, Alan and Betsy, hope you're having a good drive. Thanks for listening tonight. And and my wife went to my bachelor party. Oh, wow. Oh, that's not right. Well, I thought I was being progressive because, you know, I'm a feminist. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy who takes his wife to the bachelor party. Hold on, I don't, I actually don't think you're a feminist. After hearing everything you say, I think your wife kind of tricked you into being a feminist. And you know, oh, that's a cool thing to do. You know, like a lot of a lot of kids did uh, uh, angel dust because it was a cool thing to do. You decided to be a uh, a feminist because your wife somehow tricked you into into being a feminist because it was what. The progressive thing. However it looks. Some people say progressive. Some people say gay. (laughs) I'm on the gay side. I'm on the progressive. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, F8. (laughs) I'll be pulling that off the Cool Letter Pro while driving in downtown D.C. What's up? Uh, I marked it. Okay, thank you, Bateman. That away, producer boy. He calls you to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we have great communication. It's great. So anyway, so that's what my thing was, and this is for me a way for me to have another bachelor party, like a real. What's well, very kind of bachelor you. party. 
So here's what I was thinking, Duff, and tell me if you like this idea. I want to get a party bus because I don't think you could go to just one specific place. I think we should get a party bus and have the hideout go on the party bus with Cameron and drive around the D.C. metro area, hit up all the great places on the party bus so that we can drink on the bus. Do you want we don't to... have to worry about drinking and driving. Do you want me to hook up the Flamin' Metro? <laughs> I want Flamin' Metro on this. If not, I know Dyslexic V has a company. Here's the other thing, too. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Uh, no, Dyslexic V, he's the... I didn't know who you meant. Okay, yeah, okay. that's him. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing about that, too. Is Al Dyslexic? You got something funny with his eye. Um, <laughs> <Dyslexia>. <laughs> such a jerk. That's lazy IV then. Oh my God. <laughs> he should pop you next. <laughs> Who's next, sucker? <laughs> so, Alan, I know you're listening. I need you to go to the sales staff because I don't want to pay. No, for... we're not selling my bachelor party. <laughs> we are. You sicko. Come on, Alan. This is a great opportunity. You put. Don't put ideas in his head. You put together. He'd the... sell my wedding if you could. I would too. <laughs> he put together the. How about this? This Cameron's is wedding brought to you by Budweiser. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a, a videotape. Or, uh, that was Steve Johnson. An yeah. audio tape. We're going to take an audio tape to the wedding, and we'll play back clips. No, And that no, can be brought to you by no, Heineken. No, no, Alan, I draw on... the line somewhere. Alan, we're on no, something here. No. What I do is brought to you by Heineken. <laughs> and here's the other thing. <laughs> so, you know, the... we could have, uh, why don't we have, uh, you know, uh, Larry Michaels going to play-by-play. Larry Michael. <laughs> yeah, Larry Mike... Michael, you idiot. Uh, I listen to the station once in a while. <laughs> Don't even say, I know what you want to say, and stop. I know what's coming out of your mouth. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. So here's the other thing. Alan. I love Larry. If you're listening. He's you, listening. We put together the package for Wendell's makeover, which, by the way, was amazing. How good does he look? Oh, um, oh he looks like a TV producer. He looks like he, should, he shouldn't be a radio uh, engineer. I say we put together the same kind of package. We get the Flaming Metro. Mm-hmm. And maybe like good guys or amazing entertainment or somebody to actually have the strippers on the bus with us. Oh, the, the amazing entertainment with the beads would be great. Exactly. It would be, be great. They talk about the beads from yesterday? No, no, these are better okay. beads. Yeah. <laughs> Longer beads. <laughs> and so we, we go through this whole thing where we're, and then maybe we could have Heineken on there. Um. <laughs> Bateman says Sharon Lewis could be the special host for the wedding. <laughs> I would love that. Except I would be banned from the wedding. <laughs> That's a funny guy. I'm surprised you didn't just call it in. <laughs> yeah, call that in. You can be on the phone. You call me to tell me when you mark something on the computer, but not for a joke. Um, so let's get on this because I want to do this for you, but I don't want to have to pay for anything. I don't want the $100 that you just gave us. Right. To go to your bachelor. No, I don't want you to pay either. But so, it's a nice gesture. So where are some places to go? Where are some good places we have, to go we in have Washington, D.C.? We have hookups of good guys. That's one place. we got that covered. I think good guys. Are there any particular places that you want to go to, Cameron? No, this is okay. your guy's choice. Okay, how about we go to the corral? <laughs> yeah, start at the corral. Start at the corral, and we're already going to be in Manassas, so we can head over to O'Mara's. Oh, now that would be nice. I would like to go to Mike's. So, we'll, well, did you hear? We're going to have to go sing karaoke there. Oh, okay. Good. We lost a bet earlier. So, we start at the Golden Corral. Right. We work our way over to O'Mara. We can hope they have sheet cake. <laughs> <laughs> Such an inside joke. <laughs> and, then, and then we head downtown. Right. And how about, well, can you have a party we catch downtown? a movie? Oh, you want to go catch a movie? <laughs> yeah. I say Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, we already, we already saw Dawn of the Dead, but we'll take you with us. Yeah, we'll was take, it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. And, and then 
can you have a party bus and park it like in front of like the Capitol or something? Just to say we got a, like a, a lap dance with the with the stripper girls in front of the. I'm sure there's no parking in front of the Capitol these days. Maybe we'll just drive around that neighborhood and get okay. the lap dances because and take pictures. Okay. And can we put the pictures on WJFK.com? Depending on the content, yes. Alan, you got to sell this because not only are you getting audio mentions, you're also getting the mentions on the website. We'll paint Heineken on, the, on their back while they're you know, doing it. You know what we do? We get Dave Joy on this. Dave Joy will put he's this the, together. He's the magic man. Dave Joy and uh, Keisha. The two of them will get that together. And We're having it at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> and then we head up to Dave and Buster's right. on our way to Baltimore to the night shift. What's what's the night shift? It's a great strip club. It's like a rock and roll strip club. They play Manson and garbage and stuff. Really? It's like a, it reminds you of um, that strip club in uh, from Dust Till Dawn. You okay. can't say the name of it, but the uh, the Twister. I yeah, the Twister. Say. Gotcha. What what did they change it to on the uh, on the TV friendly? Version? Kitty Twister. Yeah, the Kitty Twister. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> I love that. That's such a great movie. Um, so anyway, there it is, Cameron. Thank you. It is our job, and Alan, if we can put together this package, <laughs> and the next week we can start mentions next Saturday night, maybe we'll even voice something. And I tell you this, let's turn it into a contest where we have two hideout listeners <laughs> get to go with us on the Cameron Gray right, that yes Bachelor Party Party Bus. That's fine. I can handle that. Bachelor Party Bus. Can you imagine Cheese Face on with us? I want Cheese Face. <laughs> no, I have ultimate control of the winners. And Lutard. <laughs> oh, no. Those are the two people I want. And I'm serious. That's a great party. Uh, Cheese Face playing guitar. God bless him. I don't know. Lutard telling jokes. <laughs> Amazing entertainment. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a great time. I look forward to it. Thank now, you for your kindness. Let's say this. Who are we inviting? Because if we're going to get a bus, I mean, we can have more than the hideout. Right. You think Alan would go? Alan's listen. You should invite him. I don't know if he would go. Call him, Alan. I don't know if that's his scene. He's already taken I'd us. Like for, I'd like for him to go. He's already taken us to the Wizards game. Like, he couldn't do this. Alan, you're going. <laughs> it's that simple. You're going. And who Hang else? out with the future. Ron, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pal. <laughs> 866-277-4969. By the way, why are you still using that number? Well, we like it now. We've gotten used to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it okay? It's fine. It's just We're it. paying for it. We may as well use it. God bless you. The other numbers are Goss's numbers. These are hideouts. <laughs> <Ron Goss's> numbers. <laughs> we don't want people calling us up confusing the shows. You know, we yeah, want, right. we don't want we, would. The, we don't want people calling Goss with questions about us, and we don't want people calling us with questions about an A6 Chevy. <laughs> right. Do a BG spot for me. Uh, BG 44K. John, welcome. I used it in my car. I do too. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, brother? Hey, dude, what you got to do? You got to go pick up a dig for it, and then. What the hell? Don't, don't, don't even ask. ask. Don't ask what it is, all right? I didn't hear what he said. It's good. I dumped it, though. That's like a third grade joke. I know. <laughs> I got you. Oh, finally. Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> I was like, huh? Shut up. I got dumped. All right, so there we are. All right, thank you. Thank What's the... So who, who we putting together the guest list? Alan, um, I say Wonder Boy. <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing: we get Wonder Boy to put it all together, <laughs> so we know it's a success. <laughs> all right, but right, be nice. Stop it. God, you're like you crack yourselves up, man. <laughs> you don't realize how funny we are to each other. I I don't. All right, get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for the money. Thank you, sucker. That was awesome. I would talk about who, Cameron last night at the Shade Tree. Who else would come out to it? 
Um, I, I think we invite everybody. I mean, I, I obviously we invite Howard. <laughs> see if uh, Bobby Boogie wants to come. See if Gary can make the trip down. Fred. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, let me tell you this story real quick. No, I have four babes on my arm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. So yesterday I'm at this gig at the Shade Tree, and you know I'm doing some announcing, and I'm like, you know, it's JFK, home Howard Stern, Donna Mike, Ron and Fez, and Hideout. I'm El Jefe, and then you go into your whole rather about how you what about got the treehouse prizes to give away and stuff. Cameron chastises me for not mentioning Bill O'Reilly while I'm out at the bar. Get back in here, Cameron. Now I understand O'Reilly is part of the team. He's on the team, and I'm fine with that. But my whole thing is, we're at the bar. If O'Reilly was at that bar, he would not be having any fun. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't mention the hideout. This is so completely not even open for debate. <laughs> when you say the names of our station personalities, you say Bill O'Reilly. All right. So Howard Stern. Yes. Don and Mike. Yes. Ron and Fed. Yes. The hideout. Right. And Bill O'Reilly. And Goss. And Larry Michael. Right. <laughs> As long as you get the core four, I'm happy. But you can't omit Bill O'Reilly. It's not going to happen. Well, we got the core four without O'Reilly. The <laughs> no. hideouts are already the, in there. You're the fifth. I'm not you're fifth. fifth seed. Whatever. Whatever, me. My nap time. I know when that is. Same time every day. <laughs> Number two in demo, jerk. <laughs> not interested. Get out of here. And so then I'm walking. Oh, Tech Talk. That's what it is from now on. How do the you... home of the home of shirts, <laughs> shirts O'Reilly and Gray, WJFK. <laughs> Lewis, shirts, Gaz. Yeah, what if we do that? Blue, the former home of the music show, and Jim Cramer. <laughs> God. It, yeah, well, like if you had to go out there, you'd have to say Jim Cramer. Yeah, could you imagine? It's like, hey, we're home for O'Reilly, Kramer, Rick Ballou. <laughs> I like Rick Ballou. I'm not going to lie. And Dr. Rick. I'd love to rip on him all day long. I know I'm going to catch hell for this now. Of course, I'm being honored and the one segment Alan's listening to. <laughs> all right, let's take a commercial break. And I want to say, ever since we got on the sales staff, you see that uh, you got commercials in the hideout now. Well, i got to be honest, I liked it more when we didn't. You always want commercials because it's almost a status symbol, but then you like being able to talk for hours at a time. Yeah, and now I have to worry about when you break. Getting commercials in. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got some headlines to do. And Cameron, can I announce where Stacy is? I guess I can. Is she going to be talking about where she is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Stacy from the Stacy Show. And I get, Sideshow tells me, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go. I know. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, Stacy is in Vegas. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, why that happened? Uh, turn up, turn, make sure you pull out everything else so it doesn't fire everything else. Um, by the way, that was Sideshow Allen that made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, J Dubs is not running the board right now. Stacy is in Las Vegas, so we're gonna cross talk with her, see how Vegas is going. Whenever we get back, I got a funny story about Stacy. I'll just say this. She was hitting on me hardcore. Was she? At the St. Pat's Spat. <laughs> and there's another story with her and Bateman we may get into. Hopefully. Let's see how long it takes for the hotline to ring on Bateman. God, no. What are you doing? Taking a commercial break. Coming back. A few headlines. And Stacy from Vegas. How does she get to go to Vegas? And we don't even get to go anywhere. We can't even go to... Uh... We get to Gila Beach. She gets Vegas. They won't even let us go to Bridges. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the hideout. 
106.7 WJFK. <laughs> I just want to say that you guys suck. I want to hear the replay. You can have a sense of humor about that. I don't know what you can have a sense of humor about. LSHIDO. You're listening to L. Hideout. Oh, you can't dump that. You can't say that. What are you doing? We at the FCC feel that democracy is all about protecting the rights of the ordinary citizen. Unregulated radio would result in programming of the lowest common denominator. This radio person is the whole problem. Are we going to allow this guy to be heard by anyone who can turn a dial? Nobody knows who he is. I swear to God, nobody has any idea. The hideout. No, even the show isn't real. I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony f- just like my dad. Hey, the real me is just as worried the as the rest of you. The Hideout with L, F, A, and J. Uh, right, giving you reason to be even. This is the problem with Facebook. 106.7 WJK. Uh. Welcome back into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Thank you to Sideshow, who's been engineering tonight. Bateman, of course, taking your phone calls. Uh, we will chat with you at any point. 866-277-4969. Uh, I want to remind you, I will be out doing an appearance at Tommy Joe's in Bethesda this Thursday night, watching the big tourney that's going down. they got 20 TVs for all the sporting events you want to check out. they got a dance floor, patio bar. And uh, some specials on food and etc. So that's at Tommy Joe's, huh? Tommy Joe's, forty-seven fourteen Montgomery Lane in Bethesda again this Thursday night, eight to ten o'clock. And remember, all of our sideshow's leftovers will be at Tommy Bateman's. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's a callback to earlier in the night. Bateman stole a chick. Sideshow had been working on for four months, so we've set up a little contest between the two boys. Whoever can gather the most legitimate phone numbers for us to call on the air next Saturday night ends up winning, and the loser has to do a stunt of Dubs and my choosing. Well, how about this? How about we open the phone lines, 866-277-4969, and get a few ideas of what these uh, two can do as well? I'm open to that. Um, If anybody wants to call on any of those, feel free. Okay, well, how, do you want to do the, where they have to do the stunt next week, or do we want to wait till the week after? Depends on how, how involved it is. Because here's the thing, I'd almost want to wait till the week after, because that way we know who the loser is, and we can specifically point what it, or we can come up with ideas for both of them. To me, that's working too hard. It's a lot of stuff. You gotta realize I got a lot of stuff to do this week. But we can think about that, definitely. Yeah. 866-277-4969, if you have any initial things uh, that we want to do or that you want us to have uh, stunts that you want them to do. Now, uh, along with that, here in a few minutes, I suppose, we're going to check in with Stacy of the Stacy Show, who's going to be doing her show live from Vegas. Vegas, so, baby. Hopefully at some point during uh, the next 30 minutes. You would think we'd hear from Stacy. If not, do we go till midnight? No. Not you don't feel it tonight? I, 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 well, we could definitely go. We could. But... Not there's, interested. There's video games to be had. I really, yeah, I'm excited about getting home and playing that EA Sports uh, 2004 MVP. All right, so uh, what's going on, Dubs? Oh, we're going to get into the news right now? Yeah. Okay, Paris Hilton was thrown from a horse yesterday during filming The Simple Life, uh, the sequel to The Simple Life. She was uh, flown to the hospital in western Florida. Okay, here's my thing with Paris Hilton, and here's my thing with The Simple Life. I wish, and I'm not saying this to be a shock jock or anything else, but I think the show, because the second time around, you've seen everything in the quote-unquote um, 
rural places. Yeah. You know, they've already had all everything they could do with cows or working at Sonic or... I mean, when you, when you hear that she was thrown from a horse, it kind of makes it seem that she is doing the same thing they did last season. The country bumpkin thing, to me, they already did, and they did it well, so move on. I swear to you, I think it would have been a great idea to put Paris and Nicole in the ghetto. Or if they want to go with the uh, the whole backwoods angle, how about Amish country? Uh, Amish country is a very good one, but I don't think the Amish would want them around, to be perfectly honest. I don't know. But they... or, or how about this? Jehovah's Witnesses. They have to go around with the Jehovah's Witness, knock on the door, and, you know. Well, they would get kind of boring, though, don't you think? No. Yeah, imagine, imagine just total strangers open up the door and Paris Hilton's there trying to preach uh, the return of Jehovah. Okay, that would be pretty funny. Now, I think the Jehovah's Witnesses would be all about this because no one will listen to them unless Paris Hilton's right next to them. Or uh, the, the fat-ass Nicole Ritchie, who you know you, can, you have a chance of scoring with when she walks right in your door. How are you going to get... 15 episodes out of that. Oh, come on. I don't know. It seems like it's going to be the same thing over and over and over. No, you go to different places or you take her to the ghetto sometimes. You have her and Jehovah's Witness knocking on people in the ghetto's door. They peek out that little hole wondering you know, if it's a sting operation or something. They see it's Paris Hilton there, so they let her come in and try to preach uh, Jehovah on a couple hardcore thugs. Now, that would be funny. That would be. Mid-South Hustler says, uh, put them with the Mormons. And that one could work out. Put them in Salt Lake City, put them in Utah. Oh, geez. They, they would have their, their head. You know, they'd have her head on a stick. I still think you put them in Southeast, you put them in Detroit. What is it? Um, where'd you say Paris Hilton and Hamtramck? Yeah. In Detroit? I Simple think, Life Hamtramck. I think that would be a better episode. I, because, you know, you would see what it was like to be really on the, uh, the completely opposite I end know. of people that are living rural, what it's like <laughs> to be poor in urban areas. People, people will probably will get this joke, but imagine Paris Hilton going to Harpo's <laughs> to party. Well, yeah, like any of these other places around. I know there are a few places that are like... It's the semi, it's like the club where, like, the has-been, you know, rockers will go. Or, like, you know, they have their, where, where they'll let any age of people in, you know? So she was thrown from a horse. Yeah. I, and this is the other thing. Do you think they're going to show this on the on the real, on the the uh, Simple Life? I imagine they would. I mean, they showed uh, the episode where Ozzy fell off the um, <clears throat> the uh, the four-wheeler on his uh, the Osborne show. I imagine they're going to show Paris Hilton getting thrown off a horse on the Simple Life. They did show the Aussie episode? Yeah. I thought they didn't. So uh, at least they showed him in the hospital and stuff. I know that much. I don't, I, I, I don't know if they actually showed him getting thrown. Because, like, I know, too, with, like, the real world. Like, are they going to end up showing the episode where the woman allegedly got raped in the real world San Diego? I, I, I mean, To I me, that's I the whole know. point of why you do that show. Because stuff like, you hope stuff like that's going to happen. You I, don't I hope, hope for rape, yeah. but you... You figure, you know, something like this is happening. That's outstanding. Hoping for rape. I, I doubt anybody's doing that. No, but you know what I mean. Because you, you want real-life stuff. You want real-world stuff. Are you No, yes or no? Yeah, I, I would, I'd imagine that you, you, have, you can't pass that up. Hey, what's up? I'm hoping for it. Shut up. You're hoping for the real world. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for leftovers from a uh, sideshow. <laughs> So anyway, the simple life. That's what I'm thinking. They got to show that. Real. That's the whole point of having all these reality shows is to show the stuff that Ozzy. You got to show Ozzy falling off. 
And that's the other thing. You can't say, no, we don't want to be a part of this because you sign up for that. Yeah. You got to know that some bad things are going to happen. They, you don't want, you don't want the best part, the part that gathers the most momentum and steam for the show to end up on the cutting room floor. Well, I remember, uh, that, uh, when I was, uh, wa I was watching a reality TV, like, a behind the scenes reality TV where they're talking about with a bunch of producers from, reality TV shows, and they actually sit the people down from the real world at the end, like, all right, what was your favorite part of the season? And they'll be like, well, I loved when this happened. That's not going to make it. What was what, what part did you hate the most? And they'll say, you know what, that's going to make it on the air. And, they, of course, they get to edit it, so they make it look uh, interesting, and they yeah. have all that going on. But you got to show, I think you got to show the hardcore stuff. People falling off of things is great. People dying is great. And sadly, in the culture that we live in, you know, these other things are, you know, the bad stuff that happens in the real world. You want to see all that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go with the name, the real world, I guess you got kind of got to go with it. So do we have the satellite link? Let's try it. All right, let's see if we can uh, chat with Stacy from the Stacy Show, doing it live from Vegas. You there, Stacy? Stacy? Uh-oh. Sweetie. Hi, boys. How are you? Uh, oh, ah, there I, she is. I recognize that sound. Somebody's had a few to drink, huh? I haven't stopped since I got here. I sobered up so that I would be slightly professional this evening. So how uh, how is it doing your show? Have you signed up for the bunny ranch yet? <laughs> yeah, I need to recoup all the money I've spent on booze thus far. When did you get down there? I got here really late Thursday night. Um... And then just immediately started drinking Friday morning. Now, this sounded like a great idea. Yeah, I'll do the show live from I would, Vegas. I would say no if I was going to go down to Vegas. And now I'm sure you're thinking, why am I doing my radio show I now? I could be out partying. Do you think it's really going to end up being worth it doing the show from Vegas? You know, I am to please here on the Stacy Show. <laughs> and I know that my listeners would want to know what's... What's happening out here in Vegas and how I was in the fetal position up till about an hour ago. It's been that uh, that hardcore, eh? It's, it's a bachelorette out. party. What do you expect? Oh, oh is it? I, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, why are you there? Yeah, it's a bachelorette party. I'm a, I'm a bridesmaid, believe it or not. Um, I myself have gotten married in Vegas before. That was husband number two. And uh, they decided this would be a good place for a bachelorette party. And I'll just give you a little tidbit to tease it. Mm -hmm. The bat, the uh, bride did not get home till 10 a.m. this morning. Wow. Was she out with your friend, like Bateman Steel Sideshow friends? Uh, now, hey, can I can I ask you a couple of candid questions? Of course, Hefe. <laughs> I think I think we could have hooked up Wednesday night. You had the look of love in your eye when you saw me with my bald head. You You know that I am a fan of the bald. However, <laughs> Here comes that's the however. not going to happen. Why not? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I if I had turned on the game a little bit, it'd have been easy. Well, let's put it this way: you have a, a hell of a larger chance than somebody, let's say, like Bateman. Oh, really? So this is the other thing I wanted to ask. Oh, about. really? I, we heard another story. Yeah, really. Bateman said that. Um, he was very close to having some things go down with you. With me? With you. You're, we're kind of getting to the uh, the meat of my show, although I don't want to use the word meat and Bateman in the same sentence. Oh, uh, there's a reason why you turned them down. All right. Yeah. Um, oh. There's there seems to be some sort of conflict over what happened 
on St. <laughs> Patty's Day. <laughs> Again, we're talking with Stacy, who's doing her show live from Vegas. All right, can we? I know you got a lot of show to do, and this is a great tease, but I got to get Bateman in here for a second. Bateman, get in here. Bring in Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> I guarantee you didn't come through that door. No. I there he comes. He's left. Have you listened? Have you heard of what's what's been going on with Stacy? Yes. <laughs> what happened? To me, you made it sound like you turned Stacy down. I don't remember any of that. Don't lie, dude. You've already lied a whole segment to Sideshow's face. That's right. I know she's in can Vegas. We, can we preface this a little bit, Hefe? Yes, please do. Can we, can we preface the relationship that since I got on the air in October, that this boy has followed me around the station like a puppy dog? Mm, really? <laughs> he has called into my show and asked me out. Wait a second. I think I have that. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can relive that moment. I've got that somewhere. Yeah, here it is. God, I'm glad I'm such a great producer of our own show. Hold, listen to this. You truly are. Listen to this. Turn it up. Who else do we have on? Uh, I think this is Tommy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, Tommy. Hi, Stacey. I was wondering what you look for in a man, uh, and if you'd ever consider dating a radio producer who wears a karate uniform during the show. <laughs> Very funny. I think this is uh, one of El Jefe's <laughs> cohorts. Something like that. Man, that's funny. You know, I'm I'm off the radio men myself. Oh. I'm I'm done with radio men. Oh, I came no, along too late, huh? You did. Oh. A little too little, a little too late. Oh. Damn. But you are oh, quite then... a cutie, and if you want to come on our show, and we'll pimp you out for all the lucky ladies out there. Actually, I need that. You know, I hear most of the guys associated with that show need it. I'm fine all with right. that. Fortunately. Hey. You're fine with that, Glenn? Let them come on. We'll pimp them out. All right. In worst case scenario, we'll put him down on a date and call it a day, which is, I'm All sure. Right, that's enough of that. We got to dump. That's enough. Now, Bateman, you look, you were upset. I see you stewing in the corner. Say what you want to say. I have nothing to say. Come on. He's such a bold-faced liar about this entire situation. <laughs> Wait, what did I even say? All right, what, all right, what's the story? Let's hear your side of the story, Hong Kong Philly. I have no side of the story. I was just talking to you, and we were hanging out. i got to admit, Stacey, you seem like you were all over everybody. You seem to give out that vibe that anybody could have taken you home that night, I, I think including just, me. I, I think she's just that kind of girl where she likes to flirt. I don't know. I am a flirt, but I'm also and I, I, I bet you, I bet incredibly... You a lot of, yes? I bet you a lot of people get mixed signals about you, too. They probably do, but what they don't know is that I'm an incredibly intelligent woman, and maybe that doesn't come yeah. up on the show. I run a major... Fight me. I, write... I make a really good living. Yes. I'm a great mom. I'm sure. You know, I don't have time to sleep with all these men that apparently I'm sleeping with. If you did have the time, would you? No. Okay, I'm just wondering. Why would I? Why would I go? Well, Listen, you, you, what, a, I have a successful career. Well, what you why said was I, you didn't have time. That's why I was wondering if that was the only thing stopping you. <laughs> well, apparently, I think with most of the men that apparently I was all over. And you were on Wednesday night. I really would only need about five or ten minutes. <laughs> so What's if you had fifty Batemans in front of you, maybe. <laughs> no, I hear Bateman. Yeah, well, I'm not even going to say. Right, here we go again. <laughs> Look. First of all, how dare you? I hate to turn this into me yelling at Stacy because you know we like her. Please she's don't yell at she's me. doing her show from Vegas, but you're making it sound like you don't have time, or or Hefe, me and Bateman aren't quote unquote good enough for you. 
I didn't say you weren't good That's enough. That's the way you were making it sound. I didn't say you weren't good enough. <laughs> well, come on. You know Bateman's got low self-esteem. Leave him alone. Well, then he needs to not be gilding the lily, if you will. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a position? <laughs> I don't even understand that. Go ahead, Sideshow. He's the one who said he almost banged Stacey. I did. I never said oh, that. Oh, come on. I never said I that. Her. that I could have had no, her if no, I wanted no. her. That's what you said to me. Well, I said the same thing, and I still believe it. <laughs> I still believe the way she was looking at me, just complete love in her eyes because <laughs> I have a new bald head. I swear if I turned on the Mac... It, no problem. Sealed the deal. Couldn't right there, it just right have there been dream. that I was complimenting no, you? No, not at all. You don't understand with guys, a compliment is you want to sleep with them. Exactly. If you talk to us and you have the look that you look, that you were looking at what me. Is that look? Wait a second. You were looking at me the way I look at cheeseburgers. <laughs> like I want to devour. <laughs> That's the way you were looking at me. <laughs> you looked good with the bulb. <laughs> Thank you. It it works on you. Thank you. However, I think that there's something. All right, and that's it. Why can't an attractive woman talk to a guy? Um, it, I think it's part of life. That's the way society's been set up for thousands. It's a of horrible, of horrible double standard. It is, but what are we gonna do? What we can't change it. We can't change society. You know, might as well just go. With we it. Maybe we should do a hands across America. We can't find weapons of mass destruction. You think we're gonna solve that problem? No way. It's just unfortunate. Can hot guys talk to chicks? That's the thing. Every time a guy talks to a chick, you know what he's talking to her for. Why do you think we're talking to you now? <laughs> With the hopes of thinking next week when you're back in town, you'll want it again. How about this? You, me, and Bateman in Prod 3. Oh. <laughs> there you go. The buzz cave. <laughs> yeah, the buzz cave. This time next week. All right, you know, Stacey. What a delicious thought that is. I'm telling you. And that's exactly what we were saying. That's the I think I'd rather have a cheeseburger. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'd rather have a cheeseburger than sex. I'm not gonna lie. All right, well, Bateman, you look crushed. You want to say anything? And don't. Here's the I thing. I look crushed. Here's, here's the thing. When we get off the air, don't get all upset. Now's your time to set the record straight. Yeah. I, I said I thought she wanted me. I still wholeheartedly believe it. If you said it, say it, and say you believed it. No. Maybe we were wrong. Now right? I know. I know you have this whole lying thing. Tell the truth right now. Uh, I said some things like that, but I was actually just joking. I was playing it up. She was very flirtatious that night, but I, I don't know what where the anger... What did she do to what make you think that she wanted you? Oh, nothing really. I'm only just I'm kidding, you, kidding about that. She, she looked at me like she wanted it. You're just saying the same thing? She wasn't looking at you like that? I mean, we, she, she and I were joking around about it, and she's like, why would I want someone that's 25? I'm 34. Oh. So now the truth comes out. So it's okay to tell all the boys that I wanted you and you turned me down. But in <laughs> I never said that. I turned you down. I never said I turned you down. <laughs> I, I, turned, I turned off the pimp hat. I took off my pimp ring. And, because uh, in reality, I was just trying to hook Tommy up with the little... Uh, I was station. <laughs> it's okay to it's okay to air my dirty laundry. I never said that though. I never said that seriously. So you were playing matchmaker. I was matchmaking, saying, "Ooh, isn't she cute?" And "Ooh, isn't he cute?" So maybe that he could finally end this well, you're, horrible you're, loser streak. Were you, who are you who saying? Are you? Are you saying uh, who? Oh, he isn't cute too. Are you trying to hook uh, Tommy up with a guy? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, a little girl. All right, okay, that's enough. That's there. enough. Yeah, we already went through this. Who, oh. by the way? All right. Geez. I don't know if you know that girl was it. actually. Uh, 
was Sideshows. With Sideshows. That was Sideshows' property. Why don't you ask for a phone number? You could be one up on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your phone number? He stole that girl. Yeah, he stole that girl. He stole that girl. He and knowingly stole that girl. Hey, and look. Play it up. You're I'm a pimp now. Very man. sorry. Yeah. You are a pimp now. And look at you, Stacy, breaking homes. <laughs> breaking up families. Sideshow and that bad. chick. And look at you. You're the dirty friend who's trying to get her to cheat. It's okay. He won a boxing match. That's what you said, isn't it? Yeah. All right. He just looked lonely and more pathetic than you. Oh, now there's no need to go there. I, I'm sure he didn't look that bad. He actually was walking around like around the place. I've seen him pretty pathetic. I can't believe that. Oh, trust me. It's funny how a night that I was having so much fun on, suddenly, days later, has been turned into like the worst day of my life. How? You won a fight and, and you, got... you scored. Yeah. How is you... Yeah, what's bad about that? You're acting like it's something horrible. Dude, you fallout. were a... You were a... There's no fallout. In your mind, there's a fallout. Sideshow could care less. Um, and Stacy, I'm telling you, each one of us could be with her. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. And completely untrue. And you're right. And J-Dubs, how dare you say that? What? <laughs> I'm the only one that's been on Stacy's side here, right? I love Have you thing. been? Yeah. I, I, Have you yeah. been defending me? Yeah, I just said you're very flirtatious and people get the wrong idea about you sometimes. That is was it me. Is it flirtatious or just nice? No, nice is flirtatious if you're a chick. Especially if you're a hot chick. And I'm telling you, that's the standard that it is, and I'm sorry that it's that way, but that's the way it is. And I, I tell... I so said from you, now on, I should mean. just wear a muumuu and be nasty to all of you. Yes, please. But if you still look at us the way you looked at me, I'd still think you're hitting on me. Moo -moo or Did no I give moo -moo. you the eyebrow? I believe. You were touchy-feely. You gave him the unibrow. I'm a really nice person. I didn't begin about. No, I whack. Continuously. <laughs> All right, Stacy. I can't wait to hear Stacy. I hope we didn't. Do we, you can pick up on. We just this. did half my show, but that's okay. Well, recover it. Uh, Bateman, here's the thing. I want you to stick around and co-host with Stacy. Yeah, I'm sure she'd like that. Right? <laughs> you now, you look upset, bro. No, I'm just sort of. I don't know who said what because I don't remember saying anything like that. I remember exactly what you said to me. What did I? And was I serious or was I joking around? I'll be honest, I don't know. Oh please. No, I'm serious because the way the vibe that I was getting from Stacy, I believed what you were what you were and, telling uh, me. And Hefe told me it like you were serious. Mm-hmm. But maybe you weren't. I don't know. Maybe it was miscommunication on it. And you know what? Who cares? You're gonna go home and you're gonna think about this and you're gonna worry about this. Don't worry about that. Worry about this. Uh, yeah. Who else do we have on? Uh, I think this is Tommy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, Tommy. Hold on. I just Hi, want to hear the first I was wondering seconds. what you look for in a man, and if you'd ever consider dating a radio producer who wears a karate uniform during the show. <laughs> Very funny. I think this is uh, one of El Jefe's cohorts. Something like that. My name Ray now or something. You know, I'm, no, I'm off the radio men oh. myself. I'm, I'm done with radio men. Oh, I came along too late, huh? You did. Oh. A little too little. A little too late. <laughs> a little too little. A little too little. I'm hearing that in other places, too. Yeah, from women you're with. All right, Stacy. Well, thank you for being a good sport. Not for my stepsister. <laughs> Is Stacy still there? I feel like I've run a gauntlet of some sort tonight. <laughs> Just think, that, 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 you know, you're going to be able to have a good show, though. You've, you've made through this, so you'll be all right. Well, how's we, we sobered you up. How's the what? Yeah. The adrenaline Seriously. got pumping. I was the uh are you are you mad at us? 
Am I mad at you? Yeah. I'm mad at Bateman. What, what did I say? Are you seriously mad at Bateman? Because I was just trying to help out a friend. Sorry, didn't realize that I was pimping out a girl who already had a boyfriend. They're not. Oh, you bad man. Yeah. Right. Oh. Who was with someone else that night? Okay. Oh, I'm my bad. car was impounded. I needed a ride. What are you talking about? Kind of somebody ride. else. Yeah. You know what? You're one of those like vultures that just kind of swarms around. How I am I a vulture? It <laughs> <laughs> just swoops down and grabs her. I was minding my own business. <laughs> By the way, Sideshow, let's say this, though. Sideshow, let's not act like, wrong with like you're completely in the clear. Exactly. In the four months that you've been, quote-unquote, working this chick, how many women you been with? Yeah, let's ask him that. that that's that's uh, Stacy, how many have you been with in the last oh, four he, months? Oh, now he tries to change the subject. Don't deflect. Don't answer that, Stacy. You don't have to. It's irrelevant. Right. Exactly. How many women have you been with in those four months? I take the fizz if. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I know. I know that you were, quote-unquote, upset because you had gone six days without. So I, I can say you probably were with at least two handfuls, at least ten in those four months. And I know you won't deny that. So when you're, quote-unquote, working this girl, you're working about 15 other girls in the metro area. All I'm saying is, man, if you're going to replicate my game, you know, at least try picking some women that are on the other side of the spectrum. Don't pick the ones that are, you know. Yeah, like black women. What? What's that? Well, it's a spectrum. Oh, you're not talking about color. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay. Well, there it is, Bateman. Everybody hates you now. I know. I'm Wonder Boy now. No, I still like you. I think you're talented. You know how to produce a show. Mm. And apparently you know how to produce uh, the Best Western, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now... (laughs) <laughs> Is there a chance of procreation now? When's the baby due? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine Bateman the father? Just name it Rory. Oh, God. <laughs> name it Rory. We'll be in the ring if that happens. <laughs> Bateman O. <laughs> All righty. All right, Stacy. We'll um. I guess we'll chat. We'll we'll talk to you, or you'll talk to your audience in about five minutes or so. Enjoy yourself, have a good show, and we're sorry we threw you under the bus, but this is something that had to be talked about. I feel that if the show, the shows must get along. And I'll tell you this, Stacy, I apologize for Bateman. I sincerely apologize that he made it out, uh, made you look like a whore in the way that he was describing you. <laughs> I never described whatever. <laughs> and I'm just kidding about that. What else you got on tap in the Stacy show? How's the weather in Vegas? Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's like 85 degrees here. Oh, that's so awesome. Where are you staying? Uh, the Venetian. Oh wow! Damn, money Wonderful. bags. Go to the Wax oh. Museum. It's oh. in the Venetian. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, you know, you... I, we didn't do anything that didn't involve alcohol. Well, you can get drunk and go or... there. When are you coming back? You're gonna be live next week. I'll be live next week. We're coming back tomorrow. And uh, after this, I'm going to see Zumanity, the Naked Cirque Show. Wow. All right, cool. Well, have fun. You know, I can't understand those things. I can't go to those artsy things when I'm out there. I'm out there for just beer and money, you know? I want to go see the shows. No. You gamble I'm not going to go see the Blue Man Group when there's there's a slot machine in front of me. Did you gamble at all, Stacey? 
I I have an addiction to Beverly Hillbilly slots. I like the uh, I like the. Um, I won three hundred and fifty bucks. Wow, I like the uh, the uh, Wheel of Fortune slots. Those are mine. Um, uh, where are you at? Where are you actually broadcasting from? I am at KXNT, the talk station. Oh, are they get you set up in the studio? Are you in a production room? How is it? It's it's much nicer than our stinky studio. Is it really? It smell like man or anything mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have like that smell. <laughs> yeah, you come in after us. You have to come in after us. I'm very gassy on Saturday nights. And all our stuff. I'm gassy too, but all I mean, right. sometimes we just have you can't open windows or anything in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's so disgusting. And then Glenn here. comes in and just farts too. Um, is he coming in tonight or no? Yeah, he's he not just there yet. Oh, okay, yeah, he, yeah, he's here. All right, hit the out music. Uh, hit the out music for us. All right, Stacy. Well, I guess we'll be talking to you or uh, you'll uh, Stacy show coming up in like five minutes. Thank you, Thanks, baby. Boys. All right, Bateman's looking forward to seeing you next weekend. <laughs> Go ahead and turn it off. Wow. Poor Bateman. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like we threw him under the bus there. Well, come on. He had a great Wednesday. And this—that's the funny thing about him. I know. He had a great. Great Wednesday. He's acting like it's the worst day of his life. And it's not. All you got to do is realize you won the fight. You got the girl. You're a winner. You're genuinely, you came out the winner this time. Enjoy it. And this is what I've been telling him all week. Use it as a springboard. Use it as a springboard for other positive things in your life. Nights like Wednesday night can turn a life around. Yeah. Win a fight, get a girl. All of a sudden, you're a brand new person. Right? All of a sudden, you're the uh, you're the star quarterback. Exactly. So you need to start treating it like that. You, you know, you only have to. Al Bundy only had to throw, you know, the six touchdowns in one game. They made his life. So actually, yeah. he ran four touchdowns. Oh, he ran four touchdowns. I believe so. And so, use it as a springboard for next weekend when it's you versus a sideshow and the phone number gathering contest to see who's crowned king pimp. In the hideout, featuring El Jefe and Jada. All right, boys, good show. We'll see you next Saturday night, 7 o'clock, 7 to 11 Saturday nights. Way out, bitch, 5,000. 5,000. Stacy next from Vegas. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin.
Dubs is the worst person in the world. So don't feed me your f***ing lies, Cameron. You prey on people, Cam. Don't listen to the naysayers. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Dubs is the worst person in the world. Dubby's a fag. Dubby's a virgin. We apologize for the homosexual content of this last scene. Hi, this is Troy Aikman, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout on 1067 WJFK.